Coming up, what an excellent day for the history of the devil. Part 13. And welcome to another episode of The Exorcist Minute, a show where we normally examine, extrapolate, and excavate The Exorcist Minute by Terrifying Minute. My name is Lester Ryan Clark. And I'm Keenan Diaz. And we are still your holy guides on this journey through The History of the Devil, Part 13, where we conclude our exploration of Dante's Inferno. You'll remember last time we put Dante in podcast jail for being Islamophobic. Um, by this point, Dante has pretty much pissed off every single Abrahamic religion and a few other ones to boot. Um, we met a guy with no hands who wished to be remembered, but Dante sent him off with a curse and a rude gesture, which is doubly insulting because this guy couldn't do it back. Um, we also met Krang of the Ninja Turtles fame, <laughs> um, but not the Ninja Turtles. Uh, they were too good at hiding. <laughs> No, I, <laughs> yeah, we met a guy uh, who carried his severed head. Casually. Casually, <laughs> right? It's casual Friday and I'm just slinging my head around. Um, but yeah, and, and he told us about King Henry and his son, King Henry. Um, just watch Disney's Robin Hood. You'll get the gist. Um, we didn't get to see Jerry DeBello, uh, one of Dante's ancestors, because this was around the time Virgil was getting grumpy and he starts, uh, hurrying Dante along and he imposes a time limit, which was never part of the deal. What's going on here? Um, he's got to get back to that, uh, that first circle where all his sexy friends are having pizza and sex. And what's that first circle called? Limbo! Folks, aren't you glad this is the last time we're going to be doing that joke? Well, you never know, right? We might <laughs> we might just be in the Exorcist movie, and it's just like that's that limbo. It could <laughs> certainly infect other other podcasts. Yes, we do, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, next, we meet some alchemists who teach us how to descale a fish. Um, it's actually just like scratching your nasty scab-ridden arm. <laughs> who knew? Um, we learn that the Trojans were the bad guys, and uh, that the horse trick they pulled was bullshit. Um, it was cheating, and that's why they're forced to uh, make condoms today. Wait a second. That's not right, though. What? The Greeks are the bad guys. <laughs> the Trojans are the oh, good guys. God damn it. <laughs> not my whole. Because they had, they had right, reversed right. it. I know. It's the Trojan War. It's the, the... Right. Yes. For us, the Trojans are the bad guys. And then somehow to Dante, the Greeks are the bad guys. Yes. Well, yes, now, yes. now my condom joke just doesn't. Like I can't, I can't do it now. <laughs> they make Greek I, condoms. I've lost all my confidence. I've just. <laughs> um, Keenan, you know the, the the part of the story they don't tell you about. Um, oh, the, the first time they they attempted the siege of Troy, um, mm-hmm. and they were they were in the horse, and uh, a couple of them mm-hmm. exited prematurely. Uh, <laughs> Before they got through the gates, and, and it was like, oh god, uh, I swear this has never happened before. We're, right. we're, we're just so nervous, and and the Trojan gods, uh, the Trojan guards are, are are like, it's fine, it's totally normal. We just like really, really like Troy. <laughs> uh, no, 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 okay, okay, okay. So, so <laughs> after this, 
Dante stops to watch an epic rap battle. But mm-hmm. again, Virgil is not having it. He hurries our boy uh, on into the next canto, which is where we pick up today with our boys climbing out of the final Malibolgia and into the no man's land that lies between the eighth and the ninth circle of hell. As they walk, Dante spies what he thinks are tall towers in the distance, and he wonders if they are perhaps encroaching on another city of hell. Perhaps this is the fabled city of Dat. (laughs) He makes this joke to Virgil, but Virgil is not amused. He's still Mm -hmm. still not in a good mood. Right. Yeah. uh, So so, uh, he does ask what city they are nearing, and Virgil says... That's no city. Those are other characters. And Dante's like, they're too big to be other characters. And Han Solo is like, I have a very bad feeling about that. No. No, 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 no. So actually, Virgil explains that the towers Dante sees in the distance are giants. Mm -hmm. And as they continue, Dante can now see that, yes, they are giants chained up and standing in a huge pit so that they are only visible from the waist up. Dante remarks that uh, nature was wise to stop making creatures such as these. Nature or some one or some <laughs> all-knowing entity yeah that's mother a weird or thing to father say. we don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so so um oh yeah and they're all famous giants they're not yes, like, they're this is what i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> folks i they're do not, have an explanation not, for each of them but yeah yeah they're not store brand giants no, 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 or anything no, no. Yeah, they're, they're each, yeah they're own little they're all yeah. symbolic yeah, yeah they're they're all, the metaphor. Yeah, yeah, it's a metaphor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so okay. One of these giants, actually, okay. So, but but Keenan, that's that's a good point because I assumed that these guys were the titans, right? Because uh-huh, right. it seems like they're the you know it's like they're chained up, they're down in the lowest part of hell, right? Mm-hmm. Like this seems like a very you know Dante's already like kind of like quote unquote borrowing from mm-hmm. uh, from from Greek uh, mythology so I kind of assumed it's like oh yeah these are the titans but no these are other giants and as you say yes they are famous giants from other stories right yeah I thought that was a little weird I was like huh I thought that would be the titans but no I guess not. <laughs> Dante doesn't remember the titans um, <laughs> but yeah uh, okay, so now one of these giants is Nimrod mm-hmm. uh, now you might have heard that name before if you watched Looney Tunes um, that is what Bugs Bunny calls Elmer Fudd right. and I always thought it was just like another way of saying idiot or moron mm-hmm. but guys Bugs Bunny is actually being really clever here because originally biblically Nimrod was the name of a great hunter so Bugs calling Elmer Fudd who is a hunter Nimrod is like calling a stupid person Einstein yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Exit. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> no, I didn't realize that. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. But by now, it just means a stupid person, I suppose. Right, right. Yeah, you Nimrod. Yeah. Yeah. There's what no... a maroon. The maroon means a stupid person yes. now. But... In the Bible, maroon was. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, do you know what a maroon is? I mean, like, Bugs isn't saying this, but a maroon is, is like an old term for, like, a, a you know, Native American Indian. What? Yeah, really? yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's like they're because they're like redskins, you know? God damn it, Bugs. <laughs> I don't think Bugs means that, but (laughs) I think he just doesn't know how to say moron. Oh, like he's mispronouncing moron. Moron. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever. Okay. (laughs) 
So yeah, so so originally Nimrod, let's go back to him. Um, <laughs> he is he is mentioned in the book of Genesis as a great grandson of Noah. He mm-hmm. is described as a quote mighty hunter of uh, before the Lord and a ruler of a kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, extra biblically, he is responsible for the building of the Tower of Babel. Although mm-hmm. that is not what it says in the Bible. Um, mm-hmm. Much like our lowercase Satan, I think Nimrod was a minor character who got a larger role later on. Mm-hmm. Now, um, now. Do we gotta? Should we explain the Tower of Babel? Maybe just the end, right? Okay. <laughs> so right. there's the tower, it's going up to heaven. <laughs> yep, yep. And then God it's... is like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> exactly. And right. he scatters everyone all over, and then uh, so it doesn't happen again. He makes languages, right? Yes. That's that's what we need to know, I think, for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. I, I forget exactly why, like, all the peoples of the world were were like building the tower. Like, were they were they trying to like storm heaven, or were they just trying to like? Make a monument uh, of their greatness, or you know, it's weird. Yeah, because I've heard both of those, right? And that's mm-hmm. just our interpretations of it. So I, I don't remember what it is biblically, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I like I like the version that just like, oh, you know, we are so great that we can go and um and touch the face of God ourselves through invention and ingenuity, and, and God is like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> 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 nope. Right, right, right. Because it's like, oh, you know, uh, we we're, we're great. We're, we're your creation. We've uh, we've uh, what's what are the kids? We've hacked it. We've yeah. life hacked heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. But I like that, like you can t- you 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 know this is a this is a, a fiction because um, even if all the peoples of the world could speak the same language, mm-hmm. you know we wouldn't work together on anything. <laughs> get anybody, get like like I you know in corporate America, get get like five people to work on a project. You know? Right? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I forget where it is, but but uh, the Bible is pretty clear early on that like uh, because of Cain and Abel, like there's separations amongst men, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so right, even right. so, there's um, yeah, uh, Cain's children and uh, Seth's children, and and that that's already division. So then right. in the Tower of Babel story, they're like, well, forget that, just for, so we can make this point, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they all made up right. just long enough to make just this long tower. enough to make this point. Yeah, it's a metaphor. And they were and they were singing while they did it, and it was just like this beautiful musical. And everyone was coordinated. Right? right. Everybody showed up on time for the rehearsals. It was brilliant. Right. And then God messed it all up <laughs> with language and culture and mm-hmm. everything that makes our world awesome. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so so um, in any case, right? Yeah. Um, language uh, teachers hate the Tower of Babel. <laughs> <laughs> How did you, you, I know you didn't study for this German test. How did you pass? It's like, well, I just uh, uh, went back in time and then <laughs> worked together with my fellow man to, to destroy heaven. Go. Yeah. Uh, anyway. All right. So, so in any case, right, uh, Nimrod did not build the Tower of Babel, nor was he a giant. Uh, Dante seems to be taking uh, quite a few liberties here with this mm-hmm. character. But for the sake of our story, Nimrod the giant is down here for building the Tower of Babel. <laughs> and now he can neither speak nor understand any language, but only babbles incessantly. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's yeah. a spicy contrapasso. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. That's perfect, right? That's nice. Um, and I love it. Like, because in the translation, in any translation you look at, the first word that he uses is the name Raphael. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like a bunch of gibber. It's like Raphael, blah, 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 right? <laughs> and I'm not making fun of, like, I'm not, you know, 
giant racist. I'm like, <laughs> that's actually what he does. Dante, Dante makes a gibberish. It's, it's right, actual gibberish. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Virgil gets a little less grumpy here because he now has a chance to mock someone again. Um, he calls out across the abyss that Nimrod is making no sense uh-huh. and he should just stick to blowing the horn around his neck. Um, and Virgil says there's no point in staying and chatting with this guy. So they <laughs> move on. He has an appointment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second giant they come to is... Ah, Keenan, help me out with this name. Efialtes. 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 Oh, I like that. Yes. Efialtes. Yes, yes. Yeah, we'll do that, right? And it's, it's got to be a tease, right? Because that's like a, <laughs> right. he's such a, he's such a tease. Um, Because <laughs> uh, it's the Greek, right? So, right, right, so right. In, in Greek mythology, Ephialtes was a giant. He was one of two giants who attempted to storm the home of the gods. So mm-hmm. once again, it seems like Dante is equating Jove with Jehovah, right? And mm-hmm. it's understood that this guy is down here for attacking the Abrahamic god. Right? Yeah, again, Dante. Yeah, yeah, I don't get what he's trying to do with that. Just like like you, you should be a good adhering to whatever religion you are in, I guess. But then yeah. that doesn't, but then, you know, we got, you know, what's his name in the last, uh, right, exactly. <laughs> last I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't Like, is he, is he saying it's like, well, those stories are true, but the Greeks got it wrong. It was actually like about, uh, the Abrahamic God. <laughs> and then Zeus is, is Jehovah. That doesn't make it easy. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. Right. What yeah. Well, you know, um, it, it's weird. Like the, uh, you know, the rapper Jay-Z has this line that is still controversial where oh. he says middle finger to the Lord in one of his, right. His whole thing is about how, how great he is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, that's shocking, uh, even today, but like, I don't know. I wouldn't be like, if, if you said middle finger to, uh, Lamashtu, I would uh, be like, yeah. Oh, Lester. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's not very nice. That's, that's, that's very, no, 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 no. Or if you went, we went to the beach and you peed in the ocean and you were like, take that Poseidon. <laughs> I'd be more upset that you were peeing directly to the ocean and not right, that you that were, would yeah. be, That would be the thing that got you. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, this one, this one, yeah, folks, if, if you have opinions about this, like mm-hmm. how he is, um, he is constantly equating um, uh, uh the uh, the god Zeus right. with or the Joe, Abrahamic yeah. god, and then also like punishing anybody who who like went up against Zeus. Um, write in and tell us like what you think about which this. is a lot uh, of people because he's not doing that with <laughs> other gods. He's not oh doing yeah, that's that true. With, well, I guess like what other god? Mm. It's just Jupiter. Yeah. yeah, like the Greek uh, mythos is the only one he's drawn from. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But anyway, so so back to Ephialtes. Um, so he is bound with a chain five times around his body, and Dante wonders who could have the strength to bind the giant. Really, Dante? Like, <laughs> you wonder you wondering who did that? Like <laughs> But um but yeah, so so Ephialtes begins to rock back and forth, causing the ground to tremble and scaring Dante. Oh um, poor Dante. So, I know, right? <laughs> He's gone through enough. But uh but yeah, so he and Virgil uh skedaddle, right? Which I like I like the idea of them like looking up at Ephialtes and there's like, wow, and this is Ephialtes. Mm-hmm. And he tried to um you know storm Mount Olympus and attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jove. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, that's as like, and then uh, uh, Ephialtes is just like, <laughs> and both of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
and they just run you know but it's, it's right after it's right after Dante's like well it's a good thing he's chained up so yeah that'd be really really terrible if he was or no no Virgil's like no 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 don't worry he's chained up there's no way there's no possible <laughs> yeah like those people who pretend to be Halloween statues and then the kids come up which I think is great except yes. when it happens to me <laughs> so I think it's one of the funniest things <laughs> when I was very very young um mm-hmm. I used to do that um I would stay over at my friend's house mm-hmm. and we'd get like a bunch of like you know like scarecrow looking guys and have them sit out on the front porch and then mm-hmm. we would kind of like be in the midst of them and, mm-hmm. you know, you'd never know like we would change positions you'd never know which one and, oh it was so fun yeah. but we were not you know it's like like if a little kid comes up it's like we're not gonna you know we're not gonna right. mess with them oh well, that's very nice <laughs> but anyway okay so um the next guy they meet is Antius, who is not chained up which is alarming um, yeah i saw different reasons why like he was part of the trojan war and then he wasn't or you know, all sorts of i've ever seen like yeah why is he not chained up and everyone yeah. seems to have an answer but interesting but mm. I, yeah so one was like oh but he, he didn't he he didn't betray people too badly well then why is he in hell for betrayal right yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's dante you're you're pretty inconsistent with your um <laughs> With your rules about who goes to hell and who doesn't. <laughs> okay, you're in hell, but you don't have to have a little chain. Yeah, like I'm still in hell, but thanks. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Great. I can I can move around in this in this boiling lake. No, um, no, there's not a lot of boiling. Uh, no, not here, Dante's. Yeah, um, but yeah, so he's not chained up. This is mm-hmm. this is this is quite alarming. Um, but Virgil does something which I don't think we have seen him do yet. Mm-hmm. He begins to praise this guy or flatter him yeah uh, uh-huh. specifically he says you who are from the great valley which uh scipio made glo- hey scipio <laughs> uh made glorious uh when he turned back hannibal with his entire army you who once captured a thousand lions and who was at the mighty uh war with your brothers mm-hmm. so yeah so uh, virgil goes on to praise his deeds but <laughs> Let's okay. Let's also get a look at this guy. So, in Greek mythology, Antaeus was a giant and a formidable wrestler, mm-hmm. known for his incredible strength. He was the son of Poseidon, god of the sea, mm-hmm. um, and Gaia, the earth goddess. And Gaia was Poseidon's grandmother, so I think that makes Antaeus his own uncle. But we'll just oh, let that, that okay. once removed, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> ah, the Greek gods, folks. <laughs> Right, because like Gaia was the was the mother of the Titans, and then the Titans begat Gaia begat the Titans, and the Titans <laughs> uh-huh. begat Poseidon, and then Gaia and Poseidon begat Antaeus. So, uh, yeah, 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 there we go. Man. Do you remember doing the Kronos warp? Um, <laughs> there we go. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So so according to the myth, Antaeus was invincible as long as he remained in contact with the earth um, from which he drew his strength. Mm-hmm. His so, mother slash great grandmother, the exactly, earth. <laughs> right. Um, and, and he would challenge travelers to uh, wrestling matches. And by remaining connected to the ground, he would continually regain his strength, making him nearly unbeatable. That's, one of, the, that's one of those guys where he's like, hey, I'm world champion arm wrestler. Do you want to arm wrestle me? And I'm like, no, thanks, man. I know you're going to beat me in arm wrestling. <laughs> he's like, no, no, really. Really, let's yeah. do this. Like, no, hey, I you might, you might. You never know. You might, you might surprise me. <laughs> you're stronger than me. I understand. Yeah. I, I, yeah. We don't need to go through this whole rigmarole yeah. to prove Antaeus that you're the best wrestler in the universe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's like, no, no, no. We really got to see. We got to see, man. How you know? And then you accept the challenge, and then suddenly he lays out a whole bunch of fucking rules. <laughs> that's right. No, 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 no. That's cheating, bro. That's cheating. I got to be uh, in constant connection with the ground, bro. <laughs> 
And I'm allowed to use both hands in this arm wrestle. I just right, know. exactly. I'm the best. I should know. I'm the world arm wrestling champion. I know all the rules. <laughs> this, is, this is how they do it in um, Athens. <laughs> um, so, so NTS is eventually defeated by who? Who do you think? Everybody guess. <laughs> who's, who's the one like guy in, in Greek mythology who's who's constantly getting mm-hmm. all these guys and and everybody down in everybody's here down in hell because yeah, of him. right. Um, mm-hmm. This is Hercules, right? Hercules. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, this is during one of the twelve labors of Hercules mm-hmm. um, assigned to him. To, to go into detail, during their wrestling match, um, Hercules realized that uh, that Antaeus derived his strength from the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, he lifted him off the ground, depriving him of his source of power, and then he crushed him to death. <laughs> Yeah, once again, somebody who pissed off Hercules. Right. Or, or whom Hercules pissed off. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, so Virgil is smart and he doesn't mention that story. <laughs> um, he, he loves taunting people so much, though. Right. I imagine this was a Herculean effort. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so he caps it off by saying, oh, please don't make us go to. Um, and he mentions these two other creatures. Um, Tidious <laughs> and Typhon. Uh, not as funny, but still okay. Yeah, you know, right. but they're quite and a pair. Mm-hmm, Tidious <laughs> and Typhon, right? <laughs> and we were we were gonna, we, and so Virgil's like, oh yeah, don't make us go to Tidious and Typhon. We were gonna ask them, but you're just so much stronger and cooler, and you smell nice. Right? <laughs> so he's so he's really really buttering um, Antius up, right? Yeah, it's weird because everyone else, as we'll see for the rest of of the time in in Inferno, he's like, we got to go. <laughs> like I am yeah. tired. This is enough. <laughs> we got to go. But then with Antius, he's like, oh no, let's stay here a little longer. He's like you, sir, are the shit. You are <laughs> awesome. You are yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, okay. So let's not get go past these two other guys, right? So right. we got Tidious, <laughs> who it gets better. He is the son of Uranus. No, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and also I guess the half brother of this guy because his mother was also Gaia <laughs> uh, through his father Zeus. Uh-huh. Um, it, it, it was okay. So so yeah. So so that's yeah. that's that's Tidious. When that's you're Tidious. <laughs> When your family tree is just a wreath, you know, it's just sort of Ouroboros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then we got uh, Typhoes or Typhon, who mm. listeners might remember is actually one of the inspirations for Lucifer being mm-hmm. cast out of heaven uh, because Typhon challenged Zeus and was cast from Mount Olympus all the way down to Tartarus. Mm-hmm. Mm, Tartarus. <laughs> um, he's also a winged serpent. Forgot to mention that. <laughs> so yeah, so that's 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 Tidious and Typhon, right? <laughs> Coming to Fox this <laughs> but I don't holiday think, season. I don't think they could say Tidious on Fox. They have to, <laughs> they have to say bosom. <laughs> Bosomus and Typhon. Yeah, Bosomus and Typhon. <laughs> Boobies world. Um, <laughs> no. Okay, so 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 yeah. So, uh, so so yeah. So maybe it was Virgil's flattery. Maybe it was the mention of Tidious uh, <laughs> and Typhon. Uh, but Antius allows them to hop up onto his palm. He hops. Mm. They hop on palm. Um, after which he lowers them to the ninth and deepest circle of hell. Mm-hmm. So that's very nice. It's good. You made friends with the right giant. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to point out, yeah, in Gustavo, um, uh, Gustavo Duray's uh, rather mm-hmm. um, uh, drawings here, all the giants are kind of just hanging out in one little spot. Mm-hmm. So like in the text, it feels like, okay, you know, they're away from each other. We have to sort of go from one to one. Right, but, right. but in Duray's, they're just sort of, you know, hanging out, um, being all, all clustered together, naked, muscly, and chained. Yeah, in one yeah. general area <laughs> together. So... <laughs> So if if uh, Virgil was like, no, we're going to go hang out with Tidious and Typhon, and then and Taylor, no, 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 but they're but again, they're just right there. Yeah, they're, it's like it's like I, we can we can totally we hear can you. hear you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Titius is just like, it's Titeus. <laughs> no, it's not. You're not fooling Everybody, anybody. It's Titeus. <laughs> I, I've told you this a thousand times. And my father is Uranus. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. But yeah. So, so yeah. So, um, but folks, before we follow our boys down to the, uh, the, the boss level of Dante's Inferno, mm-hmm. um, you know what this means. We finally finished Circle 8, so now we got to give it a modern-day makeover. Oh, wow. We've done so many episodes on this, right? It's the longest circle, yeah. right, in the whole this thing. Is, we haven't had, like, a Lester and Keenan's Inferno in a really long time because we were yeah. spending so much time in all those evil pockets. Oh, geez. Let me just go back and see. Like, yeah, so that's from yeah. Canto 28 all the way down here. Wow, mm-hmm, geez. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. yeah. All right. So what do you have, Lester? So, okay. So this one's fraud, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, we covered a lot of ground here, literally, right? With, mm-hmm. with all the different uh, Malibolges, right? But I'm going to single out uh, specifically those fraudsters who play on your emotions mm-hmm. or, they, or they tug on your heartstrings with like a sad story. They specifically target your sense of empathy and your desire to help someone who is suffering. I'm talking about like uh, those folks who raise money for a disaster and then they pocket the money. Mm-hmm. Or they do something like, oh, my dog has cancer when they actually don't, mm-hmm. right? Um, or they themselves pretend to have an illness. Um, and my first my first thought was like, oh, you know, perfect contrapasso is to have them have that thing for real. But I mm. don't like that. I don't want to like associate them with the folks whom this action is hurting. So, oh, right. I, yeah, because then they would actually deserve pity. And, and, right, right, yeah. Right, yeah. Right? So, so no, 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 no. No, that's, that's, that's not going to do that. <laughs> so uh, I thought their punishment is they get reincarnated. Mm-hmm. And they live their entire life with no one believing anything they say. <laughs> they are met with suspicion every single time they open their mouths. And from uh, and from the day they are born to the day they die, everyone thinks they are lying. Mm-hmm. And they go through life miserable and friendless. And they die and they're reborn. And they do it all <laughs> over again. So, yeah, good news, bad news. Yeah, reincarnation's real. You get to live your life over and over again. But you don't learn. Yep. And you're friendless and miserable. Yeah, it's just a cycle. It's a repeating cycle. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I I do hate those um, like uh, online screeds of like, hey, I uh, I met this little boy. He told me his sad story, you know, and then it's all made up. And but it's presented mm. as if it's real, and you get those likes or whatever. You know, I, right, I, right. I hate that. So ho- hopefully mm-hmm. they they're in your little story too. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> the, sure, the, for getting sure. the likes and stuff. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, for me, you know, there's this sort of um, epidemic right now of fake products uh so like mm. the uh the ones you order on an instagram ad and they come you know it's like hey here's a patio set and then you get them and it's like the same picture of the patio set that you saw but they're like two inches tall you know oh what <laughs> oh yeah you could go and look online about all these people and they're like <laughs> they're like oh yeah, yeah i thought i was ordering a patio set or i thought i was ordering um a car or something crazy like that but then it's just a picture of the car or like a picture of the playstation you know what oh yeah it's pretty bad out there and, and uh yeah it just uh yeah, you want to try to buy things from mom and pop online stores, right? But you can't. Mm-hmm. You can only buy things through Amazon and, and Walmart and Target and Best Buy and all that because, so yeah, you don't know who you're. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so by doing that, they're literally, like, ruining that thing that we're supposed to be doing, right? right. If we want to, like, like move away from, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. the big companies like Amazon and stuff like that. You want <laughs> right. to support the mom and pops. But, like, if you're disguising yourself <laughs> as a mom and pop, you're pulling this shit. Yeah, and then, you like, um, they bought – somebody bought – I think it was, like, an Xbox box once because, like, if someone had a picture of the – you know, I'm holding up the box of the Xbox, right? But then, mm-hmm. like, in the fine print or something. Or, or maybe not even. Maybe they're just like, here's the Xbox box that I promise mm-hmm. you. And so <laughs> just terrible things like that, right? So, right. yeah, so I think my – 
contrapposto would be that they would have to um, just live with shitty products. <laughs> so, they, so if you, so your couch is, a, you know, you, you're not allowed to have a couch that's human size. You can only have the two inch tall couch, and you're not allowed to have a TV. You just have a, a, um, a, a TV box uh, mounted right, to right. your wall, and you have to just look at it and <laughs> imagine things of your own. I like that. <laughs> or um, yeah, yeah. Any anytime you go out for a burger, it's it's as um, it's it's uh, it's never as good as um, as you think it is, right? It's always right. the <laughs> the picture, the perfect picture. Per- oh, oh, it's like those. Um, we talked about food stylists before. When you get, oh, the, I was um, just going to say, yeah. yes. <laughs> when you get the stack of pancakes, it's really covered in motor oil, right? Because right. that's what syrup looks like. So that's what you have to eat. Is so you actually pancakes. get motor oil pancakes. <laughs> pancakes I love covered it. in motor oil and pizza made of Elmer's wow. glue. <laughs> Perfect contrapasso yeah. pan. There love we it. go. Great. Love it, love it, love it. So that's fraud, folks. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so let's move on to Canto 32, Circle 9. This is it, folks. We're here. Can you feel the chill rising up from the frozen lake? No more Melibolgias. We're at the lowest point of hell, the absolute nadir. Mm-hmm. Dante starts out again by saying that before he could use imagery and make callbacks and references to historical moments or monuments, but all the words in the world fall short when trying to describe the ninth circle. As Dante puts it in the Longfellow translation, for tis no enterprise to take in jest, to sketch the bottom of all the universe, not for a tongue that cries mama or babo. So, in other words, one cannot use baby words when talking about the bottom of the entire universe. Mm. And apparently all words are baby words in comparison to this thing that he's trying to describe. Well, that sounds like a challenge, Henry W. Yeah, <laughs> Do we, I think we can. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at the little devil wevel. <laughs> the hairy belly. Oh, he's so cold here. Oh, he's burst. Oh, you cried the tears of the bloody waddy. <laughs> Where's the people in ice? Where's the people in ice? <laughs> Oh, Dante's walking along and he slips. Oh, he oh, slips. Oh, he slips from the ice. He's just like Bambi. It's just, <laughs> just an extended, like with, with orchestral, like like gentle orchestral music. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Dante's trying to get up, you know, <laughs> and his four little legs just, oh. you know, like spread out and he's trying to. <laughs> yeah, and Virgil has to run out there and try to stiffen his legs up. And yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and then they meet Flower and Thumper. Oh, no. Flower and Thumper there, of course. <laughs> and the hunter shoots Virgil. <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, but no, okay, so actually, Keenan, I want to get your opinion on this. This is something that scholars talk about when comparing Dante to Milton, mm-hmm. specifically. Milton, you know, writing Paradise Lost. Um, they say Milton is way more ready to describe everything, right? Even the most sacred or profane things, he describes them, right? In his epic poem, In Paradise Lost, which stars the devil mm-hmm. as the main character, he also makes God and Jesus characters, and they have lines of dialogue that they speak. And scholars on both sides point out that Dante does not do that. The closer he gets to something that is beyond human ken, Mm -hmm. the further he draws back and does something like what he's doing now, where he basically says, there are no words to describe what I'm looking at. It's incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. Um, admittedly, we don't get a lot of that in hell. He's pretty descriptive of like the sinners and the environments. But I feel like we're starting to see a tiny bit of it here mm-hmm. when he says that he doesn't have the words to describe the final circle. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds like what Lovecraft does. Lovecraft is like, this is right. so crazy. We couldn't possibly show you. And and uh, sometimes that really works, right? Something's like, oh, this, right. this is crazy and madness. But then I've seen some people call him out and like, oh, you just don't. You yeah, lost your thesaurus that week or something. I always wanted to do like a like um, 
like famous authors mm-hmm. review um, hamburger restaurants on Yelp <laughs> and just have Lovecraft jump in there with like, it's like the cheeseburger I ate was was indescribable. <laughs> it was it, it melted my brain much like the, the Kraft cheese that was on the sand. You know, like I could not possibly, mere words could not describe the, the eldritch horror of my Big Mac. <laughs> We have my my ancient Mac. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then he he finishes up with um, the shake machine was broken. Three stars. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder about that with Dante. Like, it doesn't seem like it's like out of respect for, you know, like Mm. we talked about how in some traditions it's like, you know, we can't. To even say the name of God is is right. an affront to that to describe it or in or in Islam right like to depict um to depict Muhammad in mm-hmm. um in art is like which he has no problem doing. <laughs> yeah Dante has no problem right, right but like that that that's like um you know you it's an affront to the nature of the divine or to describe the divine yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't know I don't think he yeah Dante doesn't have that problem so I don't think that's what that is either mm. right I have heard like um and and we're not going to cover that on this show mm-hmm. but uh just in direct comparison to um specifically Milton making God and Jesus a character um uh, uh, scholars say that like when Dante finally does make it up to Paradiso mm-hmm. He does pull this thing like he he comes face to face with God, I believe. And he he does this thing again where he's like, I'm not even going to try right. to to talk about this. And I don't think God like talks to him. I don't think God like like is a character mm-hmm. in the same way that like he's a character in um, uh, Paradise Lost. Right. Well, that's interesting. It doesn't seem like Christians have a taboo. I mean, there, there must be some somewhere, but it seems like most Christians that I'm aware of don't have a taboo against the depiction of uh, God or Jesus. They just don't mm. like it when it's different from their own, right? So, right. <laughs> so when it's, it's different fine. from their own. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, it's yeah. like taken lightly or something like that. Yeah, or when it's the last temptation of Christ and they're like, that's not my Christ. So I'm really, mm-hmm. really angry about this. That's not yeah. how I envision Christ or, yeah. Um, one with, with the one with the, the the blonde hair and the blue eyes and the, <laughs> and the uh, lily white skin, right? Or like an, um, in the Simpsons, where God has uh, God and, uh, and Jesus have five fingers instead of four fingers because they're <laughs> 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 because they're they're special, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there an episode like where where Homer was talking to God and like mm-hmm. you only see like the bottom half of God? Yeah, you, you don't face? see God's face because um, he's also tall. So Homer like comes up right. to his. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like conveniently like so his his face exists and Homer can <laughs> right. can uh, conceivably see it, but like we can't. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, so he might be pulling, uh, so Dante might be pulling a Lovecraft here mm-hmm. or we don't know, like, because like you say, Kenan, he's, he's not super consistent with that, uh, mm-hmm. with what we've seen so far. Again, we've only, you know, covered one third right. of this, uh, of this, uh, divine comedy, but, but yeah, that's something that's definitely something to think about. Um, if, and when we, uh, we get to, uh, Paradise Lost. Or, you know, uh, you know, we keep saying Virgil is in a hurry, but Virgil is Dante. Dante is writing this. That's right. So it's like yeah. Dante, Dante seems to, yeah, just want to skip past the, the whole point of the of the story here right mm-hmm. he's trying to, you, you mean like the um circle nine <laughs> yeah, circle like, nine. yeah, yeah. yeah. There was so, you spent so much time in circle <laughs> eight dante weeks he, he might have just been running out of parchment <laughs> yeah. so i was like oh <laughs> frozen lake that i can't describe <sighs> but yeah okay so so dante and virgil are walking along and dante hears someone say hey watch where you're stepping And that's when Dante notices that they are not on solid ground, but rather a frozen lake. This is Cocytus, named, of course, after the final river of Hades, the one which flows through 
Tartarus, <laughs> uh, the worst part of the underworld. Here, Dante changes it into a frozen lake with four distinct sections. Mm-hmm. So we got Cana, um, in which are punished those who uh, betrayed their relatives. And this is named after Cain, who mm-hmm. killed his brother Abel, right? Um, then we got Antonora, in which those who betrayed their side or their country are punished. Um, this is named after Antonor, a Trojan thought to have been responsible for letting the Greeks out of the wooden horse into the city of Troy. Again, we got this, uh, we got this swap on this famous story. And then we got Ptolemea, in which those who betrayed their guests are punished, um, named after Ptolemy, governor of Jericho, who had uh, Simon Maccabeus and his sons killed at a banquet uh, that he had invited them to. That's in uh, mm-hmm. Maccabees 1, uh, verse 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got, then we got Judeca in which are punished those who betrayed their lords or benefactors. And it is named, of course, after Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus. Yeah, their benefactor doesn't seem right. It's more than that, right? Uh, right. Yeah. It's, it's like like lord and master, like almost like oh, religious Oh, I see that or... kind of benefactor. Okay, got yeah. it. Okay, never yeah, mind. Right. I, yeah, you got it. You fixed me. Not like not like your... your um... <laughs> like your patron. Like patron your, yeah, that's like, what no, 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 no. I was reading it, like the Medicis or something. But okay, gotcha. Right, 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 like no. your lord. Yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So, so yeah, so... Right now, we are in Cana, and Dante sees sinners frozen in the ice up to their, could be their chests or their heads. I've seen uh, depictions of both. Mm-hmm. Um, their teeth are chattering and they are weeping, which really makes me uh, think of that biblical, like, um, there will be weeping and wailing and gnashing of uh-huh. teeth in the outer darkness, right? Mm-hmm. Which that was always thought to be like, that's like um, where people are getting the idea of hell from, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean hell. Uh, but yeah, you know. No, gnashing of teeth in the outer darkness. Right. Um, but they're specifically looking down um, because um, their tears freeze on their faces even as they are weeping. Um, now, Dante spots two sinners who are frozen so close to each other that the hair on their heads mingles with, with each other, and in this way are they frozen together. Mm. Um, I don't Dante even asks, like that in a nice way, like like kissing or like your your children or, your, or like your lover, like gross. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone Are you some... talking about like getting so close that your hair yeah, gets that's... Like so, oh, <laughs> yeah, with your dog, so you or your like, cat, or your, or your you hug your friend, you hug your dog, no, you hold your child, you kiss your lover, and just like, oh, your hair, hair gross. separate, gross, yeah, <laughs> hold that hair back, <laughs> let alone some other, some guy I share the same sin with, <laughs> yeah, some, somebody you killed, come to find, <laughs> oh, right, 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 yeah, right. <laughs> But yeah, so um, let's see. So so Dante asks who these guys are, mm-hmm. and as one, they turn their heads toward the sound of his voice, and they begin to weep anew, mm-hmm. only to have these new tears freeze on their faces, and they become even more fixed in place. But this apparently angers them, and they begin to butt their heads against each other. Um, so then nearby, another soul, which has lost its ears due mm. to the cold, explains to Dante that these two were brothers. Um, they were Napoleone and Alessandro Degli. Alberti. Um, they were counts of Magnona who inherited a castle and ended up killing each other over it. Mm-hmm. Um, the double fratricide was uh, followed in the next generation by the killing of Napoleone's son, Orso, uh, by the hand of Alessandro's son, Alberto. Now, it also might interest us to know that one of these brothers happened to be a Guelph <laughs> and the other happened to be a Ghibelline. So whether it's greed over uh, the inheritance or politics or likely both, these two brothers are now down here in Dante's hell. Mm-hmm. So yeah, specifically in Cana for, you know, uh, fratricide. Yeah. Mm. One of the brothers is a Mets fan and the other is a Yankees yeah. fan. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You just can't. It's like, the Mets, the Yankees, the Mets, the Yankees. <laughs> and Kokaitis resounds with the, the echo of these, of these two brothers. Right. Um, 
Now, okay, so the head who tells Dante this also mentions that Mordred of the King Arthur legend is also down here somewhere. Um, also, a guy that Dante would know, um, Sassolo Mascheroni, um, Sassolo murdered his cousin in order to seize his inheritance. Um, they were both Guelphs, but apparently one was a black Guelph and one was a white Guelph. Have we gotten um, into that? I, I, that's new to me. I don't. I think we've mentioned it um, earlier on. Oh yeah, well, then so, never mind. I, I remember. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Like just to be just just to just to cover all our bases. You're so right, yeah, right. folks. There's okay. So there's the split between the Guelphs and the Ghibellines, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And we know that Dante is a Guelph, right? But there's also a split within the Guelphs, the Black Guelphs and the White Guelphs. Um, I think a Guelph is like a type of a flower. I've seen that. Like that's like their symbol. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like the black. The you know the the black roses and the white roses mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Um, and so Dante's a white Guelph and there are black Guelphs. Um, and and so like you're going to see, or we have seen um, some some Guelphs that Dante has uh, taken a disliking to right. down here and they were the other Guelphs. <laughs> At a certain point, Dante's the problem, right? I Yeah, you know what? What do they say? What do they say, Dante? If, if you're walking through hell and you bump into an asshole, it's like, well, you know, that was an asshole, right? <laughs> if you're walking through hell and you bump into two assholes, it's like, what a coincidence, right? But you're but you're in hell, right? If you walk into hell and you bump into everyone you bump into is an asshole, mm-hmm. guess what, Dante? Right. You're the asshole. Yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. So, uh, but in, in any case, in any case, in any case, um, we got a lot of family murders because of inheritance and or politics. And is that right, right with with Mordred? Uh, you know better than me. And there's all these different versions of Arthur and Mordred. There's right? so but... many. Like he's either he's either Arthur's brother or bastard son <laughs> yeah. or cousin or nephew, really close friend or nephew. Right, or, right, right. Yeah, like yeah, that's the one thing. Like in the same reason that like I'm kind of pissed off at the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. I also like you would think like I would love to follow the like the Arthur mythos, mm-hmm. but every time I try to dip in, it's a different fucking story, and I'm like, no, like. Yeah, to keep it. Keep the it first consistent. one I pulled up to like do this research was like, oh, he's a, he's the um, he's related to Gawain. He's like Gawain's. I was like, oh, then what the, what's the problem? And then I said, oh wait, no, yeah. it's like there's like twelve different versions of this. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I can't, I can't stand that. I can't. And I mm. guess the death of Arthur, which which is which is so after the fact, right? That that's right, like right. that's like their own version of like, hey, let's let's do fan fiction of this folk right. story, right? But I guess that's the most famous one. It is the one that's like supposed to be regarded as like if there if there if anything can be called canon right. in the Arthur story, that one is considered canon, which I feel is like, okay, Le Morta Arthur, like, right. okay, sure. Um and that one so so a lot of people go by that. And right. whoever whoever Mordred is in that mm-hmm. version you know, that's what that's what people, you know, it's like go by. Yeah. So. And I didn't want to look at it up. yeah, but I think that's what Dante is going by. Yeah. Or he's not. I but don't in, know. Don't don't write us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know. It's too complicated. But in all the versions, mm-hmm. Mordred equals bad. Mordred bad. Right? I'm just listening I mean, to that name. It's, yeah, it's his name. It's like Mordred, right? <laughs> what's your name? Uh it's, oh, mine I'm I am Sir Galahad. It's like, oh great. It's like and, and what's your name? I'm I am i am Sir Robin. I'm Sir what's Robin. What's your name? <laughs> Say Sir hello, Robin. Sir Robin. Hey, Sir Robin. <laughs> And you there, sir, what's your name? I am Mordred. <laughs> oh, well, you seem like a nice fellow. Uh, and then one last Mordred thing. So I just saw this okay. movie from the 50s called Knights of the Round Table. Uh-huh, that is uh-huh. the Arthur story, but without uh, without magic. So Merlin is like a, oh. a scientist, you know, and he's, he's oh, like a learned okay. advisor. Um, and then in that one, Mordred is Morgan Le Fay's son. So it is Arthur's nephew. Oh, okay. Which I've, I've seen some versions where that's the case, yeah. Yeah, that seems to be, like him and Morgan Le Fay seem to be kind of, like, in any iteration, they seem to be kind of like, uh, related. Well, it's like, way. oh, they're bad guys. So it'd be weird if Arthur has two different people who hate him from two different, you know. Yeah, it's like, so what is this, Catwoman and the Penguin? Like, 
<laughs> right. But like that movie is okay. You love that part when, uh... when Morgan, uh, where, when, uh, when Mordred comes up out of the sewers and he's like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> I, I tell you what, that has great that penguin acting, you know, like the, the, like penguin actors. I mean, the, um, oh yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. The little, they march in, in tow. How do they get penguins yeah. to walk? We're talking about Batman folks. We're not talking Sorry. about Arthur anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to get like like six penguins to walk in in, in order, like real penguins, I mean, yeah. right? How do they do it's that? Like herding cats. <laughs> oh, but anyways, hold on. <laughs> so this Knights of the Round Table one, it's a, it's an okay movie. It's pretty pretty good, very pretty. Um, yeah. Uh, but but they um they do their initial like meeting at Stonehenge, which I think is mm. is not in the. Uh, I couldn't find that it was in any other story. So like that's where they start to break up, and that's where the Civil War starts. Is like they meet oh. there, and then Mordred is like a bitch to Arthur, and Arthur's mm-hmm. a bitch back. Uh, and it's at Stonehenge, which is really cool. And then and then the big climactic battle is 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 like they're they're knocking over hedges, which is bad. Yeah, defiling yeah. a world heritage site, right. <laughs> but they're like knocking him over to like block people around, and you know it's pretty cool, pretty badass. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, huh? I have to check that out. What was that called again? Uh, Knights of the Round Table. Knights of the Round Table. We're Knights of the Round Table. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. <clears throat> Sir Robin, Sir Robin, <laughs> brave Sir Robin. <laughs> Virgil, who who is this giant? I am the giant who says. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Okay. So, so, and then this guy with no ears, remember we're talking to like a head in the mm-hmm. ice with no ears, right? Um, he, like after he, he goes on to explain all these other people are down here, he turns to Dante and he's like, and to save you from asking me, I am. <laughs> yeah, not that you asked. No, not that you asked, but uh, you know, it's so lonely down here. Um, I am a uh, commission di pazzi. Um, and I wait for Carlino to exonerate me mm-hmm. is what he says. Now I looked mm-hmm. and I could not find anything on this guy or on uh, Carlino, who's supposed to be exonerating him. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming once again, that this is someone whom Dante knew, um, but was not necessarily famous oh. or, it's like a, a detail in this kind of like Guelph's Ghibellines like uh, feud that's going on mm-hmm. that maybe early readers would be more familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, I really tried with this guy. I could not find anything. I found some other other stuff, but not not this guy. Okay. So yeah, um, if any, anybody knows, uh, uh, Exorcist Minute, the Exorcist Minute at gmail.com. Um, okay, so now we move into the second round of the lake. This is Antonora. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is for people who betrayed their country or their allegiance. Um, so Dante's walking along and he accidentally Dentally? Question mark. <laughs> it's unclear. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, kicks a sinner in the face, mm-hmm. and so this guy's frozen in the ground, right? Just his head poking out. Um, and the sinner begins howling obscenities at Dante, asking why he is going around kicking the souls of Antonora. Um, Dante asks Virgil if he can stop and talk with this guy, and Virgil says yes. And Dante asks this guy his name, and he says that he will put it in his notes and tell of him back up on Earth. Mm-hmm. But this guy continues spitting venom at Dante saying, you know, fame is the last thing that he wants. Mm -hmm. He does not want to be known or remembered. And here is where Dante surprised me. Up to this point, he has been a bit of a scaredy cat. Mm -hmm. Um, He's fainted. He's been moved to pity. He's fainted. (laughs) Um, And yes, he's gotten tougher as we go. He is changing and learning. But here, he actually grabs this guy by the scalp. And says, tell me your name or I'm going to rip out your hair. Jesus. And I just imagine Virgil behind him like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> well, Virgil's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't have time for this. We have to, yes, we have to go. Yes. We got to go. 
But like King, Dante's progression, mm-hmm. right? Like we joked about him like fainting, <laughs> you know, uh, in the early cantos right. or or like or getting distracted or missing the point mm-hmm. of like whatever spectacle Virgil is showing him or like how Virgil uh, 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 reprimands him for like having pity for the sinners in hell, mm-hmm. right? That's the Dante we know. Right. And now I just imagine Virgil seeing Dante grab this guy by the hair and, you know, and be like, give me your name. (laughs) (laughs) And Virgil's like, oh, no, what have I done? You know, that's interesting. I just that just occurred to me that if we were writing this from scratch, it might be like a Ghostbusters 2 sort of thing where like, oh, we have to hurry through hell because the the longer we stay in here, it's going to corrupt us or (gasps) or like the further down we go, it's going to like get to us. Right. Right. Which I don't think is what's happening here at all. No, no, unfortunately. I think, no. yeah, but. But yeah, so like the longer Dante stays in hell, the more like callous. Yeah, and yeah like... he's going to be, it's going to become a sinner more, right? He's like. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, that would have been, hang on, dear Dante. <laughs> I've never written a letter like this before. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, Four so... stars waiting to upgrade to a fifth. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you do what I say. <laughs> yep. Hey, folks, if enough, if enough of us, do, they did it for Star Wars. They did it for Sto- Sonic. <laughs> if enough of us complain. Dante Alighieri up in Paradiso, probably. I don't know. Um, we'll we'll come down and he'll uh, he'll he'll change the uh, the inferno for us. That's right. Yeah. Just send parchment pages down to Donnie. Yeah. Needs them. He's right out. <laughs> right. And suddenly Taylor Swift is down there, just giving a concert. And yeah. Nah. Um. But yeah. So so this guy still won't give his name. Right. He's like, go ahead and rip out all my hair. I don't care. You can't make me talk, even mm. if you kick my head a thousand times. Right. And Dante actually rips out some of this guy's hair. <laughs> oh, Dante. Like, and still, the sinner refuses to speak. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> right next to him, this other head says, hey, Boca, what's the matter? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I know that's not, I don't think Dante was trying to write a funny scene here, <laughs> but just, the, it's like, give me your name. No, I'll never tell. No matter how many times, you can't get it out of me. You just pull out all my hair. You just kick me in the head a thousand times. Right. I'm the, my lips are sealed. You're never coming out of hell knowing this name. <laughs> hey, Boca, are you okay? <laughs> it's like, thanks, Jerry. <laughs> What do you mean we, what do we, what do you mean I've never called you Boca before? I mean, I know your name is Boca. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I say it? <laughs> a comedy? A divine comedy? <laughs> well, no, I don't think it's very funny either. <laughs> but yeah, so, so this other head, you know, gives out this guy's name, mm-hmm. calls him Boca, right? And so I guess early readers of Inferno will understand it's not elaborated upon, and his full name is not mentioned here, but they'll understand that this is Boca degli Abati, um, the Florentine Guelph nobleman whom the poet brands, who, whom Dante brands as a traitor of Florence in the Battle of Monteperti. Mm. Um, again, that is not explicitly stated in the poem, but I imagine people in Dante's time were like all too familiar with this uh-huh. guy. It'd be like if, if you know, the, the other head was like, hey, Donald. <laughs> hey, Donald J. <Jay. laughs> yeah. Like we would know immediately. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it, right? You can pull out all my hair. I have lots of hair. It's going to be very difficult to pull out this hair. Actually, it was really, really easy. No, 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 that's fake. That's, that's fake news. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 
So this other sinner um, betrayed Boca mm-hmm. uh, by giving his name. Um, and Dante says that now he will heap shame upon the name of Boca back up on Earth. Uh, but this guy is still going on, um, saying that he doesn't care what Dante says. And while he's at it, he can he can tell all his readers about the guy next to him. So he throws this other guy under the bus. And he says, yeah, tell everyone you saw the one from Duera who, who uh, weeps here from the silver he got from the French. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually this guy is Buoso da Duera, um, who was the leader of an army, but he was bribed to let the French army pass them without fighting back. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's 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 the guy who was like, is like, hey, Volca, right? <laughs> don't even get me started, Blasco. <laughs> My name is Buoso. No, anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, so so he then goes on to name three other sinners in this section of the lake, who I'm sure would be uh, familiar to early local readers, but for us, unfortunately, the context is lost. Mm-hmm. I was able to learn about one of them. I think this is uh, the one named. Uh, Becharia, mm-hmm. um, who was a Ghibelline but switched sides and joined the Guelphs. <gasps> now, this is a yeah, gasp indeed. <laughs> but no, this is very interesting because, as we know, Dante is a Guelph. Right. So you would think that he'd like this guy who switched over to his side. But apparently, for Dante, this act of treachery far outweighs anything else. So even though he's now politically on Dante's side, he is ethically in Dante's hell. So I'm of two minds of this kind of thing, right? Because when when we say like political party for these wealth and ghiblings, that's not quite what it is. It's more like right. like like the the control of the city state and and like so it's not yeah. like Democrats Republicans etc. No right? no 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 yeah we're we're oversimplifying it when we say political parties. Yeah, yeah but it also is like it's not like innate it's not like oh I don't know it's it's not like being a Tuscan or being a Florentine versus being right. a Cien Cienese Bolognese you know it's, it's mm-hmm. not like that I don't think they were like you know like the Medici's or something right, like that right 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 like. Yeah. But yeah, so, so it's it's not quite like, oh, you were a Pepsi drinker and now you're a Coke drinker, or you were a Mets fan, now you're a Yankees fan. But right. yeah, yeah. I, I think Dante is overreacting a little mm. bit. I don't know. I mean, like from from the the brief little mm-hmm. like dip into the the history of this, like, man, there is some you know what? You know what? Romeo and Juliet, Dante with his Guelphs and his Jubilees. Mm-hmm. Right. There seems to there seems to be a lot of like vendettas. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it's like a lot of this, a lot of this, this, you know, deep rooted family um, or maybe not necessarily family, but like some kind of like, you know, affiliatory like feuds going on. Here, right. Right. These blood feuds. Or, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, this is the, the, the what is it? Um, the natives and the dead rabbits, you know, <laughs> that's right. Whoopsie yeah. daisy. Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> Oh yeah, how many gangs in New York's references do you know, your other podcasts make? There's not even a <laughs> gangs in New York minute podcast, I'm sure. No, there. there isn't. Oh my gosh, there we go. Right? There you go. That's a kill. That's a kill. Yeah. He's down here. It's like he's. You see that you know, an honorable man chopped off my ears. <laughs> Lester, I think you might know more about gangs in New York than Martin Scorsese. I don't you know. I'm, I'm remembering these things you're talking about, but I have not thought about these scenes in, in 20, 20 years. That's what it's like. Like he goes, he goes back to Nimrod, right? And, and Nimrod's like, blah, 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 and, and, and Virgil pulls out a knife. He's like, you see this knife? I want a teacher to speak fucking English with this knife. Yeah. All right. Well. If you if you want to know about gangs in New York, we know <laughs> we can teach you about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Anyway, anyway, we only talk about gangs in New York because our our friend Ian 
talks about sneaking a, a pizza into seeing gangs in New York. That's the most yes. I've talked about gangs in New York in mm-hmm. this whole time. Yeah. There was a so so I worked at a movie theater. Oh, we you're showing, a betrayer. Yes. And we were showing um we were showing uh, uh gangs in New York. And after work, we we were right next uh, to a uh, a New York pizzeria, and so we bought like a huge pizza. We didn't anticipate that we were not going to be able to hide it in our backpacks. So what we did this this box was huge. Mm-hmm. It was bigger than a large like uh, you know generic like mm-hmm. pizza hut pizza box, right. right? And we folded it in four parts. Oh, New York style. New York style. <laughs> the box, yes. Um, and we stuffed it into Ian's backpack. And what we didn't realize was when you do that, um, all the, the grease <laughs> just drips and congeals to the bottom of the uh, of the container, which was Ian's backpack. Um, yeah. I still feel bad about that. But, uh, and somehow yeah. you still remember anything from Gangs of New York somehow. We, we were so proud because <laughs> we got in there. And we got, you know, we, we, we got up at the front and we unfolded our pizza box and we set it out and we ate it. And we, we were very, um, actually, now that I think about it, we were like, it's almost like we wanted to get caught. Oh, yeah. We were very loud and apparent about it. It was like, mm, pizza, sir. Yes, pizza. I'll take a pizza. Don't mind if I do. Mm. Isn't it great that we're eating this New York style pizza watching Gangs of New York? It's the best pizza in the five points. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So. So yeah. So I'm I'm certainly going to hell for for that. Um, and for for making my buddy Ian uh, hold the. That's pizza right. Back. Yeah. 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 But okay. So did his pizza. His, his backpack was flammable for the rest of the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's all that pizza grease. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Right. Um. Okay. So so back to Dante. So Dante and Virgil move on from these guys. Mm-hmm. And I just imagine like this guy like Boca, right? Like he's still going on as they're walking away, right? Like his voice is slowly slowly fading. He's like ah, he's a son of right um and the canto ends with our boys coming up on a pair of sinners frozen so close together that one is biting the back of the other's neck um dante uh, uh says that the one in the back is like he says like the one in the front is wearing the one in the back like a hood almost <laughs> so he calls out to the sinner the the one who's biting the mm. one in the back and asks him to tell his story and that's where this canto ends. Um, kind of a, an odd place to end, right. mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah. So so then we go on to canto thirty three because let's not waste any time, right? Mm-hmm. Virgil's got to hurry. And with with the beginning of this sinner's tale. So this is Count Ugolino, um, and the guy that he's biting is Archbishop Ruggieri, uh, someone who he trusted. Uh, someone whom he trusted. Um, Ruggieri imprisoned Ugolino and his four sons in a tower, nailed the doors shut, and they eventually all starved to death. Mm-hmm. But not before each of them, each of the uh, this guy's children, offered themselves up to Ugolino, their father, so that he may eat them to survive. Yeah. Of course, Ugolino refused, um, and then one by one, the sons died. And Ugolino ends this tale by hinting that after they had died, he might have actually eaten them. Mm-hmm. Um, he also hints in his tale that he was imprisoned for being a traitor himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that um, whatever treachery he had committed, his sons uh, should not have also been locked up. And that's specifically why he's angry and why he's gnawing on Rogeri's neck. Mm-hmm. Um, he, yeah, so so he, he also hints that he was a traitor. Um, and indeed, uh, <clears throat> so we get another scholar here, Dr. William Buddy Storm. Great right? name. He, that's the best name of all Love the uh, experts you've quoted so far. Yes, right? Dr. William Buddy Storm. Yeah, Dr. Right? Buddy Storm. 
Yeah, right? He tells us that Ugolino, whilst in control of Pisa, refused to allow for the return of captured citizens who might have diminished his own power. And in this way, he was a betrayer of his own country. That's pretty bad. It might not be as bad as uh, betraying your friend and making him eat his sons, but that's pretty bad. Yeah, right. So, you know, they're both down here. And again, like scholars point out, this is like a perfect contrapasso because Mm -hmm. both of them deserve to be down here. Mm -hmm. But uh, Ugolino is also kind of getting retribution by being the Punisher to Mm -hmm. uh, Ruggeri, right? So, yeah. So, so like, like Ugolino is being punished by hell, but Ruggeri is being punished by Ugolino. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't, but they're frozen. So he doesn't really quite get to have his revenge. Right, right. He gets to bite the back of his neck a lot. He has enough control. Right, that, that's that's also something that happens as we go further into these rounds. People have less control over themselves. So, yes. so here they're able. He's able to like lean forward and bite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, because before the other ones also had control of their heads, where they had their ha- their hair tangled, they would just sort of like like stretch right. out long enough and then bounce back like a three stooge. Right. Like, boom, boom. right. right. Yeah. But yeah, people are going to have less control over their bodies as we move forward. Yeah. And I'm actually, actually, Keenan, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, this was, I, I had read about this, um, but I didn't put it, I didn't, I couldn't find a place to put mm-hmm. it down in my notes uh, anywhere. But so people are saying that because this is the last circle, this is the farthest from God. Uh-huh. And so the absence of love, right? The absence of warmth, mm-hmm. the absence of um, uh, the, the gift of uh, free will, right. right? That's what's keeping them frozen. Mm-hmm. Is so it's, so it's this metaphor of like, you know, there's, there's no love in this place, right? right? It's, it's cold and you are, you are stuck. You are, um, um, you are uh, uh, static, right? Um, because of the absence of free will and of love, yeah, and the presence of God. Just to but that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, Great. exactly, right. So yeah, um, so yeah, they move on from here, and they come to a place where the sinners are no longer vertical in the mm-hmm. ice, but on their backs with only their faces sticking up out of the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, when they cry, their tears freeze in their eyes, uh, rendering them blind. Don't like that. Yeah. I mean, for them, no. sure, yeah. You know, screw, yeah, screw sure, these guys, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Yeah, screw them. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is this is Ptolemaea. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the lake. Uh, this is the part of the lake that is reserved for people who betrayed their guests. Um, yeah, I had to think about it because it's like in theory, this we're getting worse, right? So the first the first round is people who betrayed their family and then their country, and and then this is their guests. So it's more intimate, even or or it's a smaller group. Um, so mm-hmm. it's like, why is that? But yeah, now that I think about it. Yeah, if I was invited over and like, hey, I will protect you. I will take care of you, right? And like. I, I'm choosing that oh, I'm going to trust these people as if they were my own family or as if they were my own right. country. And I'm like making this bond. Um, yes. Rather the one that that's given to me. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's your job as a, um, um, uh, as a, as a person who has a guest right. to, to take care of them and to protect them. And it's yeah. not one that you need to have. So like, like, uh, you know, why is it worse than, okay, I trust my father. And my father killed me, or I trust my, mm-hmm. my, um, my king and my king killed me or vice versa. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, this one's like, Hey, Hey man, like let's like we, don't worry about these these natural bonds between your family and your country. Like let's mm-hmm. make one of our own, right? Like let's do that, right? right? And you get to trust me in this, and then and then mm-hmm. to treat you like that, yeah, yeah. So that's even yeah. worse. I was thinking, like the thing that keeps on coming back is that line in Macbeth mm-hmm. when Macbeth says um, he's talking about like so the the, the king is is sleeping in his castle, mm-hmm. so he and Lady Macbeth have the king like right where they want him, right. um, and you know Macbeth is doing that famous monologue, and one of the lines is he's here in double trust, right, right. right. So he's my king, he's my kinsman, and he's my guest, mm-hmm. right? Like like this is like I would be the worst person in the world to to kill him in such a vulnerable position, mm-hmm. right? right. So yeah, so I guess I guess that's what they're drawing on here. And so yeah, so here 
Dante also begins to feel a chill wind, and he asks Virgil where it might be coming from, but Virgil tells him that he will see soon enough. This this really is like a like a video game. This is like the the, the first Mario Brothers on, on the Nintendo, right? Like you're in Bowser's castle and you're you know you're getting closer, and suddenly like before you see Bowser, you see like the fireballs start coming down, you know the the hall, right? And you're like, what is up there, right? And they time the music so that them you know they figure like, oh, if you do it right, you get there, you get to the end near where the the, the preordained music is going to start getting preordained. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So perfect, perfect. So this is yeah, this is you know, um, I know there is a Dante's Inferno video game, but um, you know, I'm I'm remaking like an older like NES version. Right. Right, right, right. Now. But yeah, so now our boys start feeling wind in this icy waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, Virgil knows where it's coming from, but he ain't mm-hmm. telling. Thank you, Virgil, but your devil's in another circle of hell. <laughs> or another round within a circle of hell. It's, yeah. it's in another canto. Right. Canto 30. Yes. Your Beatrice is in another Malibolger. 30. God 32. <laughs> yeah. Divide by three. <laughs> Carry the one. Yeah, we thought we were done with with Malibolgia, but we have yeah. rounds like concentric circles. We have rounds of the of the, of the yeah, lake, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 So there we go. Right. So yeah. So uh, they next encounter a sinner who begs Dante mm-hmm. to remove the ice from his eyes mm-hmm. so that he can cry a little bit more yeah. before freezing up again. Um, so remember, this is like he's he's looking up, so the the ice is freezing on his mm-hmm. eyes, right? Um, Dante says he'll do this if the guy gives his name, and we learn that this is Fra or Friar. Albergio, mm-hmm. um, who confuses Dante because Dante knows Albergio, uh-huh. and last time he checked, he wasn't dead. And Albergio then reveals some new rules in the Dante verse, apparently. <laughs> yeah, in the second um, to last canto. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. New rules. Yeah. So, so he says, like, if you're bad enough, you you can go to hell before you die, <laughs> and a demon takes over your body up on Earth, mm-hmm. right? And and that's what Albergio says happened to him. So. There you go, right? <laughs> Second to last canto. Didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so so he goes on to say that uh, <laughs> another uh, soul nearby is Branca de Oria, uh, someone uh, someone else whom Dante knows. And once again, Dante's like, no, Branca is alive. <laughs> he eats, he drinks, he sleeps, he puts on clothes. And Alberto is like... Um, yeah, what did I just say? <laughs> That's a demon up there, and the real Branca is down here. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, you know, this guy asks Dante to keep his promise and remove the ice from his eyes. But Dante's like, actually, you know what? No. <laughs> this is like like this big revelatory moment when the hero realizes what the journey is all about. And Dante's like, I get it now. You're down in hell, and being an asshole to you is actually good. <laughs> is it? That doesn't, that's not right, though, right? That's not Christian. And, and he turns around to Virgil, who's been pretty grumpy this last leg of the journey, and Virgil cracks a smile and gives him a big old thumbs up. And now the boys are friends again. But no, that's not very Christian. <laughs> okay, I, I like that I'm not the only one, Keenan. No, no, no. No, this was, okay, so, so. All the scholars that I have listened to and uh, and all all the the people that I've read yeah. are citing this and the other like the hair pulling incident mm-hmm. as like moments where uh, moments of Dante's growth. Uh-huh. And they're saying see he's learning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. By by not showing pity to the people down in hell, right? And by by being mean to them. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so so yeah, so obviously you have you have some thoughts on that. What do you think? Yeah, the other cheek, man. <laughs> talking about <laughs> that's the whole thing it's supposed, yeah, to, it's supposed yeah. to be yeah you're supposed to give your enemy sucker and, and yes mm-hmm, yes mm-hmm. yep 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 it did uh yeah this, okay so actually to that point mm-hmm. um 
another thing I want to talk about. So uh, Dr. William Buddy Storm yeah, buddy. Mm, uh, points out that this idea of like being sent straight to hell before you're dead mm-hmm. is pretty heretical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as it challenges some like fundamental uh, fundamental uh, preconceptions about like forgiveness mm-hmm. of sin and like a person's ability to repent while still on earth. Um, so yeah, we got like two things right here yeah. that I mean, I'm sure we've talked about more as we've as we've gone through this thing with Dante. But Dante is not necessarily going by the rules of like what a good Christian would be. Right. But yeah, so we got some pretty radical ideas by Dante mm-hmm. here, right? Um, firstly, the one like where he's he seems to be like his evidence of growth is being mean to these sinners down mm-hmm. here. And then we got the one where now suddenly, like again, folks, second to last canto. <laughs> suddenly we find that um you can you can go to hell before you die. Yeah. Well that one that one is, you know, heretical as Dr. Buddy Storm is saying, right? Because what that what that says is that the people who have been sent to hell before they, they don't have any chance to redeem themselves. Right. Right. So yeah. they on their deathbed can't go to their priest and say, I've, I've figured out the error of my ways and, mm-hmm. and I want to be a good person and, and I want the, I want Jesus to save me. And, and like that, that's, that's, yeah, that's a pretty big change, but mm-hmm. I, you know, it also allows you to like write people off and say like, okay, so there's a couple of people who have turned into demons or they've switched places with demons and they're up there. Mm-hmm. And so I don't need to forgive them. They're already, they're already lost causes. Right. Right, Which again, right. that's not Christian as I understand it either. Again, yeah. Um, and I just imagine, like, again, Dante is a person, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. He is a person with, um, you know, with with human frailties and human flaws. And I can I can just see him being like, oh man, and I'm gonna put I'm gonna put this guy down in the deepest <laughs> circle of hell. But then, you know, another part of his brain is like, he's not dead yet. And he's like, oh shit. <laughs> and he just I just imagine like during his exile, he's just he just keeps on checking back on this guy. It's like, are you, are you dead yet? Like, no, no, no. Uh, I got to publish this then, thing. <laughs> gotta, all right, all right. New rule, new rule in the Dante verse. <laughs> right? right second to last canto but i gotta make this new rule just so that i can get this guy in right yeah so i think that's i think that's what's going on right um so okay so now before we move on to the final canto um dr brian williams boring name uh, compared to Bunny i mean Storm, but i'm sure he's yeah, very smart Storm, and yeah. talented and probably very smart probably <laughs> smells nice yeah, yeah, yeah probably you know um uh, smiles at the customer service <laughs> Right, but he's not right. like Dr. Brian Dragonfire Williams or something right. cool, badass like well, that. Well, you know what? This is our show. He can be. Right? <laughs> so, so Dr. Dragonfire. <laughs> no. Okay, so uh, Dr. Dr. Williams mm-hmm. points out to us that this is the only Canto 34 in the whole of the Divine Comedy. Uh-huh. That is, so both Purgatorio and Paradiso only go up to 33, mm-hmm. making Dante's Divine Comedy a perfect 100 cantos. Mm-hmm. Um, but this canto specifically is the odd one out, uh, even though it's an even number. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah, so so he points out that in the comedy, there are three canticles of essentially 33 cantos. Uh, Dante's rhyme scheme has three rhymes per sound. He writes in tercets of three lines, and each line has 11 syllables, accounting for 33 syllables for each tercet. Mm. And really, that's only something that you can appreciate by reading or listening to the original Italian. Um, here on the show, we've been focusing more on not even the English poetry, but like simply the story that the poem is telling. And so we're missing out on a huge chunk Mm -hmm. of what makes this poem so great. So if you know Italian, or even if you're like learning Italian, maybe pick up a copy of the original Italian here, or like there are some good, um, sites online, uh, with the original text. And I imagine reading it in that way could be a real treat. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, so, so, so back to this threes imagery, right? So Dr. Williams says that every single sentence in the Divine Comedy is three, six, or nine lines long. In addition, we see threes almost everywhere. Dante's path is blocked by three beasts, right? Lion, mm-hmm. a she-wolf, and a leopard. Or a panther. Or a panther. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 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 Suburburus has <laughs> three heads. Dante has three guides in uh, Virgil, Beatrice. Mm-hmm. And at some point, a guy named St. Bernard... Mm. Or not a guy. <laughs> Maybe Dante meets a talking dog. We don't know. We don't know what's up in heaven. We're not going to cover it. So, right. you know. This is Schrodinger's um, St. Bernard. St. Bernard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but okay. the real St. Bernard was a, was uh, he's the patron saint of uh, of uh, lost travelers, right? Of the... Oh, okay. Wow. You know more about this than me. Well, isn't that right? Because they, they have... The... <laughs> Because they have that dog, where right? the dog is like, uh-huh. um, isn't this right? Am I just making this up? Because the uh-huh. Saint Bernard dog, they would use that in the Alps to go and 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 uh, you know oh, bring to go and rescue people. Yeah, right. bring a um, uh, they had a little a little cask of brandy around his uh, right, right. <laughs> around his neck to go rescue yeah. people, right? That's right. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's why they would call him a Saint Bernard. Yeah. I think okay. so. Unless, yeah. unless I'm conflating two very similar ideas yeah. <laughs> that aren't actually well, related, which is possible. Our listeners will let us know if we are, if we are wrong on this. Okay, great. Right. Um, okay. This is it folks. Take another swig of that, uh, that brandy and uh, wrap those layers more tightly around mm-hmm. yourself and let's go. This is yeah. the final canto mm-hmm. of Dante's Inferno. Ironically, the coldest canto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The boss yeah. battle. The boss battle, right? You can hear the music. <laughs> There's save points everywhere. Why are there save points everywhere? <laughs> What's this? What's in this chest? Full health and magic. Why do I need that? <laughs> and this is when, uh, you know, right before they cross the thre- threshold, um, Virgil puts his uh, puts his arm around Dante. He's like, uh, you know, Dante. He sounds like a Harrison Ford, right? Um, he's like, ah, you know, Dante. I've been a little bit grumpy, but. Uh, you know, I just want to—I just want to say, there's there's no one on 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 this earth or or under the earth that I would rather go through this journey with. So, uh, you know, good on you, kid. And uh, and 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 Dante's like, oh my gosh, you've you've never you've never spoken like this before. Virgil's like, ah, you know, don't don't let it get out. I got a, I got a reputation, you know. Well, and geez, like, that's really nice. I don't know why I don't know why we need to have this conversation now. <laughs> Oh, you know, just in case, just in case some horrible thing happens to separate us. You know. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> by the way, you might want to, you might want to uh, uh, check your inventory. And you might want to equip all of those things that, uh, you know, all the, uh, all the NPCs gave you. The N- NPCs, what are you saying, Virgil? <laughs> Here, take this sword. It was uh, forged of a, a, a seraphim's wing and, uh, and the tears of a, of a saint. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we, we've we've never seen it before, but you know, <laughs> don't you need this virtual? <laughs> oh no 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 no! I'm gonna make a big sacrifice. I mean, <laughs> actually, yeah. Why don't I, why don't I just give you all of my inventory <laughs> and completely empty out <laughs> everything I own because uh, you know, there's no turning back. <laughs> Virgil, I thought we were on a time limit. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, just, just let me look at the stars just a, just a little bit longer. <sighs> Never going to go back up to to be with all my sexy friends. <laughs> you know, of everything on earth I'll miss the most, it's sex. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Virgil, what's, what's the, the second thing? Uh, pizza <laughs> but yeah so so yeah they they, they you know they're, we're, we're gearing up folks we're, right, getting, we're getting ready we right 
Um, and yeah, so so we begin as our boys are entering upon Judeca. This is the final part of the lake, named after Judas Iscariot, and reserved for those who betrayed their lords or their benefactors. It is eerily silent. For the sinners in this part of the lake are completely submerged in the ice. I really love this detail. Like, I'm just imagining this huge icy cavern and this frozen lake, and it's just completely still and silent. And now we have been going down into these levels of hell, which are concentric circles. Yeah. And so we're constantly moving past. And now we can kind of see that the concentric circles do end in a certain point. And so, you know, where is Virgil taking Dante? We're supposed to be going through this to get out of this. What's happening right. here? Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Put a pin um, in that or don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the exact thing that Dante remarks to Virgil as they're going down. Mm-hmm, right. And and Virgil's like, "Yeah, that's that's really weird." <laughs> <laughs> don't see a door or a ladder or anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Don't think yeah, about just, that. <laughs> nah, just pats him on the back. He's like, "Ah, you know, you asked too many questions." <laughs> But yeah, so so here, Dante also feels that wind again. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the distance, he sees what looks like a giant windmill. <laughs> and there's nobody to talk to here. So <laughs> our boys head towards that windmill. And lo and behold, it's not a windmill, but the big man himself, Papa Satan, as Plutus <laughs> called him. <laughs> and here, Dante says that in the midst of this frozen lake, mm-hmm. he himself became frozen and powerless. He did not die, nor was he alive, nor can he properly describe what he sees, or rather, he will try to describe it, but assures us that no human language can adequately describe the image he sees mm-hmm. of Satan, the, quote, emperor of misery, um, more immense than any of the giants they have yet seen, frozen up to his waist in the ice. Mm-hmm. Satan has three pairs of wings which flap incessantly uh, further freezing him and the other sinners in the ice. Satan also has three faces, um, yellow and black on either side, and then red in the middle. Mm-hmm. All six? Six? Six of Satan's eyes are crying tears, which mingle with the bloody froth foaming from his mouth. And yes, each of his mouths are filled with a sinner. On either side, Satan is chewing on Brutus and Cassius, who famously betrayed Jul- uh, Julius Caesar. These guys are being chewed feet first, so their torsos are hanging out of Satan's mouth. Um, But in the middle is Judas Iscariot, and he is being chewed head first with his legs poking out. So Dante just knows what Judas Iscariot's uh, rump looks like and can tell that's Judas's rump. (laughs) I'll see that anywhere. If Dante the rump Alighieri (laughs) is an expert on anything. Right. Right. So he knows what Julius Caesar and Cassius look like because they're busts of them, right? Um, Right. I'm sorry, what Brutus looks like and what Cassius looks like, right? Right. right. Um, And they still got, it's very convenient that like in Satan's mouth, they still got the little, you know, the gold like uh, leafy crown things, right? (laughs) That's right. Uh, I also saw that one of the reasons why Brutus and Cassius are down there, right, is because mm-hmm. Julius Caesar had um, had unified Italy. So, ah, okay. so now, yeah. So one of the things that um, that Dante is is uh, ruining here is that now. Mm. Italy is all these little tiny um, city states and little tiny right. kingdoms and and everyone's at war with each other. And so this is uh, Brutus and Cassius's fault. Mm, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like depending on on how you want to interpret the um, mm-hmm. uh, the story of Julius Caesar. Right. Remember, Caesar is like Caesar's not Robin Hood real. He's Caesar real. Right. right. <laughs> um, but like there's different interpretations of like the relationship between Brutus and Caesar. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some 
um, interpretations that say that Brutus is actually uh, Caesar's adopted son. Mm-hmm. So it gets so it's even more of a, a, a betrayal in mm-hmm, that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some that don't uh, you know go that far. But yeah, but they certainly so, were close, and they were certainly friends. They were they were very very close. Yeah, right, right? Um, beloved of of all the other senators. Right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, but yeah, and then in the middle you got Judas Iscariot, and you know Virgil leans over. It's like that's Judas's butt. <laughs> And so, yeah, this is what Virgil explains to Dante as Dante is still awestruck at this horrible sight. And then, after this, Virgil checks his watch and he's like, all right, we've seen everything, time to go. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Yes. No, 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 no. I kid you not. Folks, this is Dante's Inferno. Final circle, final section of the lake, final canto of Dante's Inferno, which we examined for our history of the devil. And here we have the devil. And Virgil is acting like that guy who went with you on a trip to Mount Rushmore and you finally get there and he takes one look and he's like, okay, that's enough, let's go. (laughs) Right, like that looks like like in the picture. So let's let's get out of here. Take a picture of the last letters, yeah, right. But no, folks, like, I remember when I first read this back in college. Lester. Okay, okay, okay. I remember when I first read the cliff notes of this back in college (laughs) and being, like, really disappointed because, like, I thought there was going to be a final confrontation. Uh-huh. I thought I thought Satan was going to talk to Dante and tell him about his contrapasso or like I thought our boys would have to fight him or or uh, <laughs> at least trick him in some way. But no, mm-hmm. Dante Satan, quote, emperor of the world of pain in, you know, Stan Lamberto's translation or or like the king of all the vast kingdoms of grief mm-hmm. in, in Mark Muse's translation, like isn't even a character. Mm-hmm. He's more like an attraction. He, he really is the Mount Rushmore of hell. <laughs> so he doesn't like fight him he doesn't argue with him he doesn't get a word of wisdom or anti-wisdom from him where he's like right. it was like okay i'm gonna do the opposite of what satan taught me he doesn't get mm-hmm. an artifact from him a tool a, nope. uh, anything no nope. right nope 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 he doesn't take a scale of satan that he's gonna use later on in, in right. purgatory or anything yeah right he's not like it's like no anything but my sword <laughs> i don't don't take my enchanted pitchfork right. oh <laughs> Nope, he, yeah, nope. yeah. He doesn't realize how he's been acting a little bit like Satan is acting here. Right. He doesn't would, learn like, any philosophies. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, we're not so different, you and I. Don't, you know? <laughs> right. oh, no, actually, it would be, hang on, hang on. We're not so different, you and I, Dante. <laughs> he doesn't, or he doesn't learn anything from Judas even or anything. No. Like, look at Judas's rump and be like, I've been a rump. <laughs> <laughs> his hands on his hips. He sees his reflection right. in the ice. He's like, you know what? <laughs> Virgil, you've been a grump, but I've been a rump. (laughs) No, none of that happens. And okay, so here is where Dr. Brian Williams points out the intentionality of this. He says that the Satan which Dante meets is not Milton's Lucifer swaggering and speech making, right? In fact, this is the polar opposite of that. Uh polar opposite. Um, Dante Satan is not the Greek Hades or the clever trickster Mephistopheles. Dante Satan is a crying, slobbering, impotent creature who locks himself in his own frozen prison by the constant flapping of his wings. Mm -hmm. Dr. Williams points to this as yet another example of not learning in hell. Satan's sin lands him here and his unrepentant nature keeps him here. All right. Mm. In addition, Dr. Williams also states what everyone else is thinking. Dante Satan is boring. (laughs) There's really not much to him. Dr. Williams quotes Simone Weil, who says, quote, Imaginary evil is romantic and varied. Real evil is gloomy, monotonous, barren, and boring. Imaginary good is boring. Real good is always new, marvelous, 
intoxicating. Well, that's mm-hmm. really interesting from, uh, what would you mm-hmm. say, Simone Veil or, or Dr. Yeah. Um, Dragonfire Williams, who's a very yeah. smart guy. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's very good. So imaginary evil is romantic and varied. Real evil is, is boring like this is, right? Um, yeah. But this is a, this is a poem. <laughs> this, is, this is fiction. <laughs> Give yes, us fiction. Dante. Imaginary evil really is exciting and <laughs> yes. interesting. I don't want the banality. Of, the banality of evil is a really important lesson that we all have to learn. Right, like the the Nazis were like your neighbors next door, and they were very nice yeah. to you, and they were mm-hmm. they were not all like Hitler, and they, they weren't all fiery and, and apparent. They were mm-hmm. regular people. But <laughs> we're reading thirty four cantos. <laughs> we're doing all these episodes about him. Yeah, and he's got yeah. freaking bat wings. So give us something, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, and okay, like, and and I'll I'll do devil's advocate on this on this final. <laughs> Um, on this on this final dip into Dante's right. Inferno, right? Because um, I think yeah, it's it's true, right? Like, and and I think you agree, uh, uh, Keenan. All of those other depictions of the devil mm-hmm. and devils, right? Milton's Lucifer, Mephistopheles, even yeah. our good buddy Captain Howdy, right? These are all interesting characters, sure. And and we can extend that to to villains in general, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like who are who are nine times out of ten, they're more interesting than their good counterparts, Absolutely. right? The Wicked Witch mm. of the West. Yeah, rather hang out with her than, uh, or not hang out with her, but she brings drama to the party rather more than more than Dorothy does. Yeah, for sure, right. And so, so I guess what Dante is doing here by not shining a spotlight on his Satan, he's trying to make that point that real evil, true. Well, I mean, I think he's trying to make like this is this is not fiction. This is the truth, right? right. Yes, exactly. And so he's trying to make the point that real evil is stupid. It's mute. Mm-hmm. It's ugly, yep. right? Think of like and like you said, Keenan. Think about the actual evil mm-hmm. in our world, right? How base and vulgar mm-hmm. and parasitic it is, right? I'm thinking about like all the stuff in the news. Right. I'm thinking of like the ugliness of of even just like the little evils you see personally in a day mm-hmm. right all the all the petty selfish self-centered bullshit and uh, you know that is that is uh, um uh, that that is the motivator behind acts of big and small evil right, right? Mm-hmm. think about like um there's a there's a video of when there, there's like this video trend on tiktok mm-hmm. of when narcissists get caught mm-hmm. right you know, narcissists those those charming master manipulators right but then they get exposed right maybe they get caught cheating uh, or whatever and they suddenly devolve into this puddle of mm-hmm. self-pity and childish screaming and suddenly the abuse which they are able to so masterfully inflict they try it again and it's just impotent and mm-hmm. stupid mm-hmm. yeah like they got a little Judas in their mouth like hey buddy yeah. hey, you, got, you got something right there you got something right there Sorry, I can't understand you. You just sound so whiny. <laughs> Maybe it's all that that Judas and Cassius you've been mm-hmm. yeah. right? Um, but yeah, like, okay. So, Keenan, I joked about Stephen King here on the show, mm-hmm. right? but he is still my guide down here in hell. Um, and one of my favorite moments in any story comes from his book, The Stand. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for those who don't know, uh, this is his like epic end of the world novel in which a virus gets out and kills 99% of the population. Um, and a character, very much an antichrist figure, shows up and starts gathering all the evil people to him for his for this like final battle. Meanwhile, all the good people are also gathered together and they're worrying about this guy. He looms large in their minds, Mm -hmm. literally comes to them in dreams, right? He has adopted this terrifying demonic image, right? He sets up a kingdom in Las Vegas. By the way, right, just just gonna make, you know, you know, where 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 we both hail from, right? So that's that's the, you know, in in you know, when Armageddon comes, right, all the bad people are coming here. Right. Right? Sin City. Yeah. But yeah, so so in the story, uh, one of our good guys gets captured by this guy. Um, and our good guy meets him face to face. And when he does, when he finally sees him, he laughs at him. He can't help it. And through his laughter, he says, we made such a business of you, Mm -hmm. but you're 
just a little roach running your little roach errands. <laughs> but that's something that's always fascinated me. The the bluntness, the stupid simplicity uh, of evil necessitates all of that charm, all of those flashy pyrotechnics, because without it, there's really not much to evil, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Even here, we see that Dante Satan can't even cut an original figure, right? He has to try to imitate the triune God with his three faces, right? Right. Hmm. That's another thing that uh, Dr. Williams notes. He cites our good buddy, St. Augustine of Hippo. Um, <laughs> Augustine with, the Hippo. Uh, Augustine the Hippo, right? <laughs> St. Augustine, he also um, made this thing, the, the privato boni, or the absence of good. Uh -huh. um, and he says that evil is neither creative nor generative, but rather parasitic, corrupting a privation or a distortion of good, right? This, uh, this doctrine also puts forth that evil, unlike good, is insubstantial. Mm. So that thinking of it as an entity is misleading. Instead, evil is rather the absence or the lack, the privation of good. This is also some, uh, sometimes stated as that evil ought to be regarded as nothing or as something that is non-existent. I am no one. Exactly mm -hmm. right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So Virgil says it's time to go. Um, <laughs> we've, seen, we've seen everything. Right? right. So our talk about all of this is is uh, nothing Virgil is interested in. It's not like Virgil <laughs> saying like, like, look at all this. Like, oh, there's the banality of evil, no, no, et cetera. No, no. And like, like yeah. evil is like a uh, childlike. It's base. It's like an animal. Yeah. Uh, or perhaps evil See, is. See, that's what, that's what, that's what Cassius, Brutus. <laughs> And and the center face of Satan right. is like so actually if you get it, right and Dante's just transfixed he's like this oh, is yeah, amazing yeah. this is really oh really Saint Augustine huh and then you know you just <laughs> Virgil Virgil puts his hand on his shoulder he's like right okay thank you Satan that's great we got it we got it so he's like, oh, wait, so he's like, if you wanted to know the answer to the problem of evil I could, so. <laughs> the problem is that we think of it as existing. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 can we come back? No, no, we gotta no, go. It's too late. <laughs> Satan's so lonely. He's just like, all right, then. Have a nice, have a nice trip. Right. Well, I've, you know. I've written a nice white paper, or at least I've thought about it really hard because I'm not allowed to use my hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been waiting millennia to talk about <laughs> this with somebody. Oh. Nobody comes down here. It's too cold. Oh. Oh. Brutus is like, I'm still here. He's like, shut up. <laughs> chop, 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 chop. <laughs> and Cassius and Brutus is, is like, is like that, 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 that was great. Papa Satan, that was, that was really good. Yeah, I've been down here all this. You never bothered to tell me. Uh, you yeah. know, I've been sitting here just getting my, my butt eaten, uh, you yep, know, yep, yep. Uh, for millennia. Yeah. Could have passed some philosophy towards me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Satan's punishment is the passive aggressiveness. <laughs> Of the three people he's chewing on, right? right. <laughs> Occasionally, he'll try to. It's like so. Uh, so, so, how you doing? It's like, well, you know, just getting chomped on for all eternity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, again, like, um, like this is close to, I think, what Dante is trying to do of the uh, cognitive dissonance of what's going on because Satan is frozen. Mm -hmm. in this but his right. but he's also moving right so he wants yes. it to have it both ways so satan is frozen he can't do anything but he's also in this like so slow that it's like transfixing and uh, of his chewing of these people and his flapping of his wings and and like he wants both of that to happen at the same time i think successfully right. and and mm -hmm. that's that's very interesting right like it, it's in, in slow motion for so long that it's also happening in front of you and you could see it but um yeah his tears are freezing as soon as they come out of this blood mass right and all this stuff. Right, and that's right. great and then dante's like uh uh, this is very interesting. And then Virgil's like, mm -hmm. no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd really like to to understand the, you know, 
the symbolism of the different right. colors of the faces. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. I one's yellow, one's red, one's black. That's care it. less. Of <laughs> <laughs> all the things I would care about, this is not one of them. <laughs> Who knew? Like, you know, we, we, we find the one story where the least interesting thing about it is the devil. Aye, aye, aye. Right. He's that ride you go to at Universal Studios that's broken, so you can't go on it. Right. It's broken yeah. every time you go. Yes. <laughs> years and years later, it's always yeah. broken. Because the sign clearly says, feet first, Judas, or you're going to break the ride. Funny. But yeah, so Virgil says it's time to go. Dante takes a few more selfies. <laughs> and then our boys hop on Satan, mm-hmm. hop on Papa Satan. Right. Um, and they begin the climb down his hairy waist and his hairy legs. Where are they going? <laughs> I don't know. This is the first readers of you know, the first readers who don't know that this is how you get to purgatory are like, what the hell? Literally, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, climbing down his legs. Mm-hmm. And at some point, they're climbing, and Dante can no longer tell which way is up, literally, mm-hmm. um, because they now seem to be climbing upward rather than downward. Um, and they reach the, the mouth of this cavern, but instead of <laughs> Satan's, like, f- <laughs> no! Yes! <laughs> it's the mouth of the cavern. <laughs> Dante, what do you see? Oh, it's oh, this, it's this it's echoey this cavern. cavern. <laughs> no, Dante, over here. You went the wrong way. Oh. <laughs> Hang on. Are you, are you up that incredibly tall tree? No, Dante. <laughs> Get down from that uh, tree. <laughs> you guys didn't think we were going to make that that joke? That's what's you happening. Make, make a Satan's, <laughs> Satan's dick butt reference? <laughs> No, don't go in the cavern. Don't go in the tree. You have to stay no. here where it's safe in the taint. Yes. <laughs> You'll find that 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 we are all tainted with sin, Dante. It's a metaphor. Doesn't yes. feel like a metaphor to me. <laughs> oh, Virgil, oh, Virgil, I feel I the wind again. Now just get get over here. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, so they start climbing back up, and they and they get to this cliff. No, no, <laughs> they do. You're right. No, I'm just yes. laughing at. Yeah, it's true. I I know. I'm trying. <laughs> this is this is literature. Keenan. I'm trying to I'm trying to do this seriously. This All is right. this Dante Alighieri. All right, I'll be right? serious. Okay, okay. So so they they reach the mouth of a cavern, but instead of Satan's fugly faces. <laughs> Dante sees Satan's fugly feet poking out of the ground, and Virgil explains that they climbed down into the earth, mm-hmm. they passed through the center, and they started climbing back out. And yes, Dr. Williams assures us that Dante, like everyone else in the ancient and the medieval world, knew that the world was round. Mm-hmm. So uh, Virgil goes on to explain that not only is this the spot where Lucifer fell, uh, and he created this big crate, uh, crater, and mm-hmm. you know, and that's hell. But it's also the place where Jesus was crucified. I don't understand that, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so I guess like the the so Satan fell onto the earth, and he hit the exact spot where Jesus was crucified. Calvary, like the like the real spot, like literally Golgotha, the, the yeah. place of the yeah, soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I guess. Okay. Yeah. It's convenient, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a mountain. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, he says, and, and then like, like it, it, what is it? Somebody somebody uh, noted it's like that um, Satan was so repulsive to creation mm-hmm. that all of creation like moved out of the way. Mm-hmm. And so like all of the earth kind of like like moved out of the way and formed a mountain on okay. the side. So, so Mount Purgatory is as tall as hell is deep because it's literally the replaced earth. All right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. 
So yeah, interesting, you know, little little tidbit there, right? Uh, so yeah, so our boys travel through this valley and they're following this stream and they go up a hill and out into the open air where Dante mm-hmm. can now see the sky. It is morning, but there are still stars in the heavens. Right, so they have climbed through the devil in some mm-hmm. hole that is below his waist somewhere and we'll let you <laughs> decide what that is. <laughs> I can think yes. of two options. <laughs> right, but so they, that, that is, that's script, that's textual. They have found Mm-hmm. some hole under the ice where where they've gotten there and then yeah mm-hmm. and then virgil is uh happy to explain all of this he goes into great details about this about right. the hemispheres which is a term that he uses so he does know mm-hmm. that the world is round and so they're going into the southern hemisphere and he is um kind of being northern hemispheric you know like there's this eurocentricism that's true of geography at this time that yes even though mm-hmm. they know that the world is round and so they don't know that there there is a new world yet which is fine right but yeah. but they do know there's a southern hemisphere but mm-hmm. even then right um this is before people had rounded the the um the south of africa right right so right. he's talking about there's nothing down there <laughs> so he's mm-hmm. like there's literally nothing in the southern hemisphere yeah. that they're interested I think, in yeah i think dr williams mm-hmm. uh uh pointed out it's like the while they understand that the world is round this is still like the uh what he called the ptolemaic view of the the globe right 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 so they know that there's like an india uh, and they know that there's a china because people have come across on land in that way Uh, and they know Mm -hmm. that there is an africa uh, below the saharas but they don't know that it goes below the the equator right yeah so they're talking about now we come to our so he thinks it's just the ocean so i think that's very interesting and that Mm -hmm. so he says Mm -hmm. that there's only one island in the southern hemisphere and it is mount purgatory which is where they're right right. so that's that's interesting stuff yeah, right. Makes it a little bit easier for our, our boys, um, uh, Odysseus and Diomedes, to to accidentally find it. You know, in <laughs> that's their a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. But like, well, there it is. Yeah, because Dante is a learned person, so this is like mm-hmm. a learned person's view of what the world was like before the Portuguese mm-hmm. went around uh, to the the southern part of Africa. So that's really right. interesting. To me. Yeah. So I and I and I do like how he is. Yeah, he is incorporating all of this real stuff, all of this mm-hmm. real geographical and real historical stuff into his version of hell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, folks, and now it is time to put our personal spin on the ninth circle of hell. So first we got Keenan Alighieri. Keenan, take it away. All right, so this is for uh, treachery. Yes, treachery. I was thinking a lot about that idea of in Dante's hell, uh, being betrayed as someone's guest is even more shocking or more crazy than Mm. uh, someone who betrays their own family or their country, right? right? And yeah, yeah, that has happened to me. uh, This happened to me twice now where I've been asked to hang out with a friend and it turns out that what the hangout is is a multi-level marketing scheme (laughs) have you have you uh had this happen to you yet no it'll happen to you (laughs) so the first was yeah i was i was new at target i was 18 and then the the slightly older um guys and gals right they were they all of a sudden were like really nice to me for a couple weeks and then like hey let's Uh go hang out we're gonna hang out in this age and oh really that's so cool i don't know any i don't have any friends here and they uh and they were like dress up a little and <laughs> we're gonna do no we'll drive you there so you can't uh, escape i guess yeah. <laughs> so they drive me out to some warehouse near chinatown here in las vegas and um Ooh, this and is getting scary is, <laughs> and then it's a whole bunch of uh, uh filipino americans like me uh-huh. uh dressed up in suits and pantsuits and everything and then they're all excited and and they're like hooting and hollering like what is this <laughs> and it turns out that that yeah it was a multi-level marketing scheme we were supposed to um take 500 out of our savings <laughs> and give it to them <laughs> And then we just recruit people. I don't even remember what the product was. That's not yeah. important. <laughs> and, no, worries, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, God, this is a multiple marketing scheme. Oh. And uh, and they were really putting pressure because it turned out that these new friends I had from work, uh-huh. right, they they wanted me to be um, in their pyramid, right, in their tier oh, for this pyramid gosh. scheme. So I'm sure they, I'm sure they liked me for yeah. real. 
Yeah. But they liked my $500 even more. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry and, about that. Yeah. You? And then another one, I had a friend from high school I hadn't I hadn't seen in a while. He was We were really close, and then we, we uh, drifted away during college. Yeah. And then he calls up and says, hey, yeah, let, let me come over to your house. I just want to see you and your sister and your brother and, and get back to you. And then he showed us this webcam. Uh-huh. And he was like, look, it's a webcam. This is whatever, 2004 or something. It's a right, webcam. Right. I'm like, cool, that's great. And hmm. uh, and he's like, so, <laughs> I sell these webcams. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh and he wanted us to be very impressive. We just weren't. Uh, uh-huh. We just didn't need a webcam. And then oh. uh, we just nodded very politely. Uh-huh. Good Asian family manners. <laughs> We're like, yes, 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 yes. Very good, very good. Well, see you later. Okay. That's a webcam, uh, all right. Yeah, that's yeah. a webcam. Oh. And that's the last time we saw him, unfortunately. But oh. <laughs> Oh that's gosh, multi-level marketing. That. Yeah, this is like like nine levels of this marketing. <laughs> it's an inverted pyramid scheme right there. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, so my friend from from high school, I hope he's doing well. He might be a millionaire from this webcam hey, yeah, uh, pyramid know. scheme, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he's out there somewhere. So oh, yeah, it's just but yeah, just feels so betrayed. You're like, oh, yeah. we're gonna hang out. We're, you're gonna be cool. That is the ultimate betrayal. That is like, <laughs> it's like I thought we were gonna like hang out mm-hmm. and watch Golden Girls. <laughs> Which is the ultimate and cool best friend behavior, yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, if uh, I hadn't thought about that in a while, oh, these, uh-huh. these multi-level marketing schemes, but uh, yeah. our buddy Ian and I actually made a movie. This is a shameless plug, totally shameless <laughs> plug. You could put <laughs> yes. me in your own yeah. circle of hell, any of you. Uh-huh. Uh, we made a movie about um, Pyramid Schemes. It's called Pyramid Scheme Cosmetics. Yes. And you could find that at pyramidschemecosmetics.com. Yes. It's a real website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can take a it's look at it. absolutely a real website. Go check it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, Keenan, if I'm if I'm um, mm-hmm. not mistaken, aren't you aren't you kind of playing the devil in uh, in that? Oh well, or? that depends on your interpretation. Yes, oh, yes, okay, yes. Okay. Uh, that, that's a that's a very uh, that's a good one. That's not what I was doing, but maybe oh, it's okay. what I'm doing in, for you. Yes, yeah, yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, I directed and acted in, and, and Ian wrote it and produced it, and he's, he's oh, too. So yeah, so but, check that out, guys. I'm, I I really like it. Yeah, PyramidSchemeCosmetics.com. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> okay, Keenan, how are these people getting punished? How are these how are oh. these uh, pyramid uh, schemers getting punished? <sighs> Well, I know it kind of goes against our country, but, but haven't they suffered enough? <laughs> they have no friends. <laughs> I know we oh. did wuss out in the, on our ninth circle, but oh. uh, I think that they've been punished quite enough. There you go. Just, just... All, all of their friends don't want to hang out with them anymore. because, Yeah, when you when you think of your friends as customers, like, you know. Yeah. yeah. That is kind of, yeah, that is kind of like its own contrapasso, right? It's like... <laughs> I can manipulate and use all these people that I love. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. So they're just they're just stuck in the ninth circle of hell um, trying to trying to get uh, Lucifer and Judas Iscariot <laughs> That's to <right>. buy into. <laughs> and the three of them are already in each other's pyramids. So <laughs> they run out of good. Do you know, um, I, I guess. A I, webcam. What's in a webcam? I don't understand. I don't know if we want to say the name of this company, but it's a very famous company oh, okay, that okay. sells where you sell knives. Have you oh, have you done yes, this? Yes, yes. Mm. Um, I mean, like I I know I know several companies several that people. sell knives. Oh know. well, no, but there's like um this company that that targets uh college graduates to go out and sell knives out there. Like the, oh. you you do door to door sales, and you need to buy the um buy the knife set and show it off, and they're good knives or whatever. Uh-huh. But like it turns out that basically people sell them to their friends and then no one else wants to buy knives. Uh, so eventually they just run out of people to sell them to. So mm. like everyone averages like one sale and it's to like your uncle or your, Oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my, my worst summer job mm-hmm. was selling doors door to door. Now I see a problem knock. here because yeah, if was... you knock on the door, <laughs> they already have a door. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> 
sir, can I interest you in slam? Ah, well, it's, this is a very good slam, sir. It's a little rattly at the end. I mean, I can just like, you know, the hinges are a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, okay, all right. Okay, so let's see. What's what's uh, What am I doing here? So Yeah, take us th- home with your last, uh, your yeah. last uh, circle. You know what? Okay, all right. It has been a little bit over a year, mm-hmm. um, us doing this podcast, and I never know like how to mention it to people. I'm always a little bit embarrassed to kind of like push it on my friends because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be one of those um, you know pyramid schemer people who is like, <laughs> let me interest you in uh, you know how we can how we can uh, uh, grow our friendship together by you <laughs> exactly. listening to my podcast. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's like if if. Like like I'll mention it once in a while, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but it's yeah it's, it's really really hard to you know kind of like push it on push it on uh, same uh, thing people for me. that I yeah, know yeah. absolutely. Um, but I will have people at work who like okay. If you don't listen to the show, that's fine. Like totally, yeah, it's totally totally fine, right? Yeah, yeah. But don't pretend <laughs> every time you see me <laughs> that you've been listening to the show. <laughs> Because right. you're gonna get caught, <laughs> and I will try my best not to accidentally catch you. Right, 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 right. They was like, "Oh yeah, how's how's your show going?" It's like, "Oh yeah, it's going really, really good." It's like, "Yeah, yeah, I listened to a, a couple episodes," and I'm like, "Wow, great," you know. Right, and I right. won't ask because I've been burned before on this. Um, <laughs> I won't say which episode did you listen to. <laughs> What's your favorite episode? What's your favorite? Episode? <laughs> what do you like most about me? <laughs> because then you see their eyes. All right change and they're like oh god <laughs> so i already know and and i just is like wow that that's great that's awesome yeah right um, right no that's the healthy thing to do is to not yeah yeah them, right? right but yeah but so the real so yeah it's fine if you don't listen to our sh- it's like yeah if you if you don't watch our movies or listen to it like that's fine or don't go yeah. to our plays or improv show mm-hmm. but it's like if somebody like said hey lester i went to your improv show <laughs> yeah yeah and they hadn't, right? They wouldn't yes. do that in real life, right? They no, wouldn't no, be no, like, no. I totally went to your show. Mm-hmm. It was great. I left right afterwards. Yes. <laughs> I had another improv show. I had, couldn't I had say other, hi to you backstage. Right. I had all this other art to support. Yes. <laughs> I went out there. But I want you to know, amongst the many artist friends that I right. that I consider artists, you are one of them. And I went and I saw your show. <laughs> right. They wouldn't do that in real life. But when it's no. the internet, they, they will lie and, and do that. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's treacherous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very treacherous, right? So just, 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 just knife to my heart. And so what I okay, I've, I've, I've devised this, this contract because I was like, oh well, you know, we can't, we can't have it like their punishment is um all the all they listen to now is our show, right? Down in hell. <laughs> that's that's punishment, sure. I mean, yeah, you know, they they got they have their own, you know, Satan's down there. He's like, welcome to hell. Um, you do get uh an iPhone and uh you know uh you get uh, uh, unlimited podcasts. So here you go, right? And he's like, he's like oh great, I'm, I'm gonna listen to this American Life, and then it's just you just hear. And he's like, oh, I guess I guess that's not. And and Satan's up there. Satan knows what's up. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, oh, there must be a little malfunction. Just uh, try this one over here. You know, press press uh, press this episode. I guess right. they just didn't upload that one properly or whatever. And so you click on that one and you hear. <laughs> and Satan's just having a good old time. He's like, oh goodness, oh no. He's like, we we gotta we gotta get uh, the IT department here because you know something's wrong. Like, yeah, try this one. Mm-hmm. And then you try that one, and it's all. No, no, I don't. I don't think that. Uh, no, um, because because that would be pleasurable listening to our show. So, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so what's what's actually happening is they're down in hell, mm-hmm. and they are the only ones who haven't heard our show, and everybody else is walking around <laughs> quoting it. Perfect. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Everyone else is walking around quoting it, but 
Keenan, they're only quoting the things that we stole from other places. <laughs> so they're those. I listened to the the, the Exorcist Minute the whole time. The whole time, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Mister Mephistopheles is my father. <laughs> Frankenstein and and all of that stuff. No uh, giant Halloween skeleton, right? And the soul that is being punished is like is is like Frank Grimes from The Simpsons, and he's like, no, that's from Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is from The Exorcist Minute. This is Keenan and Lester, brilliant uh, uh, podcast hosts. It's like the, the whole time, the whole time, right? <laughs> Like, and it's but just, it's a it's podcast a, for it's children. Pod- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it came in less to beat the brains out. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just he just he just loses it. He's like, look, look, I'm Lester and Keenan the whole time, the whole time, Frankenstein. And he's just running around like that, right? <laughs> right, exactly. So you know, after enough of this, right? He's uh-huh. he's sent down to the lowest level of hell, and he has to he has to talk to the boss. He has to talk to Satan, right? Satan's behind that big desk, right? <laughs> right. Um, and there's three heads, right? And he's got he's in a meeting, so he's got like right. Judas and Cassius and Brutus. They're in they're in the little ashtray, right? They're just That's right, like, right. yeah. Um, but uh, you know, he's got his he's got his fingers tented, and he's like, you know, he's like, all right, tell me, tell me, you know, your grievances, and 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 so this is like like you know, Mr. Frank Grimes, he's mm-hmm. he's just he's just like like your horribleness. I just I can't I can't do it anymore. All they do is quote their stupid show and they're not even like quoting original material. It's it's horrible. Just give me another contrapasso. Give me like mm-hmm. lead shoes or, you know, put me in the boiling river, river of blood or, or put me up on a, on a cross. Mm-hmm. And then Satan leans in and he says, a cross from where? <laughs> and then the guy's head explodes. And he shits it. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect contrapasso to end there this we whole go. thing. Yeah, great. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, folks, that is the conclusion to Dante's Inferno. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Williams highly recommends that if you liked the story, don't stop here, but follow Dante up to Purgatorio and Paradiso. Is, Honestly, is he the I, only one? <laughs> Does that, why I, do you have to quote him to say he he recommends that well, you no, no, like no, the no. story you continue on? Because I was listening to him. I was listening to him on YouTube. But like, honestly, Keenan, like mm-hmm. I never thought I would want to read those parts of the poem. But yeah. now after, after doing this show and spending so much time with Dante and Virgil, I was like, I kind of want to, you know, continue on my own time and see, right. you know, what happens in the other two sections. Right? I did read a little bit into Purgatory just to see if like, you know, Dante and Virgil don't go into Purgatory and they get eaten by a shark or something like that. <laughs> so yeah, there is a giant mountain and they're going to go and, and Virgil explains a little bit like we got to go all the way up from from uh, the earth to the heavens uh, to get yeah. to, yeah, there's a literal mountain that'll take us up there. Interesting. Sounds a lot like the Tower of Babel, but I don't know why it doesn't. Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, and then suddenly everybody's speaking all different languages. It's weird. It's like, <laughs> you know, and then, so so we actually don't know what Nimrod's saying down there, but what he's actually saying is like, okay, so I can't build a tower, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, if God wants to build a tower to the heavens, that's totally okay yeah, with yeah. him. Virgil and Dante can just go up there. Yeah. Just climb up it. Nobody, you know, everybody understands them. But yeah, um, but yeah. So for us here at the Exorcist Minute, as we cover the history of the devil, I think this is a good place to end. Mm-hmm. Now that the SAG after strike is over, we can once again go back to talking exclusively about our movie, The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Although, if you liked these bonus episodes and would like to hear some more, please let us know. We had plans to cover John Milton's Paradise Lost, which I think is a really good companion piece to Inferno. A lot of people like to compare Milton's Hell and Milton's Satan to Dante, who came before. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's just a rip roaring good time with sexy satan um <laughs> who i think is actually an inspiration for elsa from frozen oh yeah um yeah yeah no no he has this whole monologue where he laments that he was kicked out of heaven and how hell is so terrible <laughs> and then like halfway through he's like you know what like i can make this work like i'm, I'm gonna let it go the heat never bothered me anyway 
And that'll be my thesis going in mm-hmm. that, that Satan is actually a Disney princess. Love it. Yeah. But yeah, folks, let us know. Write to us at the exorcistminute at gmail.com or message us on Instagram or Facebook. I'm going to put up a poll in our listener group. So if uh, you're a part of that, you can uh, vote what you would like us to do next, whether uh, we keep doing these uh, these bonus episodes or if we go back to all movie all the mm-hmm. time. For now, that is all of my notes. Keenan. Is there anything else? No, I think we got it. All right, folks. Thank you so much for joining us on The History of the Devil and Dante's Inferno. That was really, really fun. Um, Now, this has been another excellent Exorcist Minute. I've been Lester Ryan Clark. You can reach me on all the socials as Lester Ryan Clark. And I've been Keenan Diaz. You can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd as Howdy Keenan. Yeah, we got our listener group, Compelling Conversations. Go check that out and request to join, and we'll let you in here with us. Thank you so much to everyone who shared the show by word of mouth or on social media, and a big thank you to everyone who has given us a five-star rating on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to our show. We really appreciate it. That's going to help our little podcast grow and find more cool people like you. All right, Keenan, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I think I am, Lester. Folks, until next time, the power of Gangs of New York compels you. You know who William Shakespeare was? He's the guy who wrote the King James Bible. <laughs> See, how do you know all this King's in New York stuff, Lester? Because <laughs> that's funny. Where okay, but no, else it would, it would be, any of this? Uh... It, would be, it would be, you know who Dante Alighieri was? <laughs> He's the guy who wrote the Exorcist Minute. <laughs> it's a funny feeling being taken under the wing of a dragon. It's warmer than you'd think. There you go. That one, that one fits. That's good. Right? That's good. When you kill a king, you don't stab him in the dark. You kill him where the entire court can watch him die. That's one of the sinners talking about like, his, his betrayal, right? That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. if any of you want to know what the hell we're talking about, watch yeah. Gangs of New York. There's more Mark of us coming off these you. ships each day. I heard 15,000 sinners a week. Are we afraid of the devils? Get all of us together. We ain't, we ain't got a gang. We got an army. All you need is a spark, right? Just one spark, something that'll wake us all up. It's a good movie. I remember this stuff you're talking about. Is I just thing. never thought about it. I don't give a two-penny fuck <laughs> about your moral conundrum, you meat-headed shit sack. Virgil. Virgil, why? <laughs> That's more or less the thing. And I want you to get out there. You, nobody else. None of your little, none of your little minions. I want you to get out there, and I want you to punish the person who's responsible for murdering this poor little rabbit. <laughs> And he puts his hand on Dante. And it's like, right. I'm not a poor little rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. All right. Then may the Christian law <laughs> guide my hand against your Roman popery. Oh, jeez. <laughs>